Welcome back to Warrior's Den Podcast, episode 62. On this episode, we have CJ Strongheart. He is a lifelong martial artist who has done started in Taekwondo, did wrestling at BJJ. He trains under 1FC champion Bibiano Fernandez, uh, and I've trained with him. I, I think I originally met him in an open mat and have trained with him periodically here and there. Uh, he's actually taught me some stuff here and there grappling etc and he's also a native of canada in bc of the sakus tri i screwed it up sorry uh but sorry band he was telling me sakus band of the uh decay tribe and often they're called the carrier people by the white men um so in this podcast i really enjoyed it we discuss a lot about martial arts uh native issues in canada and a little bit in the u.s a, a little bit of general theories and philosophies um, but it's very nice to sit down with someone who can discuss some of these issues in a rational, calm, non-emotional way that makes sense. Um, I learned a few things for sure. Um, so, but first, this podcast is brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. If you want to learn Krav Maga online from us, uh, basically our curriculum, www.utkmu. Uh, if you want to train when we can do regular classes again, uh, it is www.urbantacticskm.com. Uh, you can follow us on Urban Tactics Krav Maga on Instagram and Twitter. It's Urban Tactics KM, although I don't use it that much. If you want to follow me on Instagram, The Pondering Carvist, I post periodically, but not that often. And to be honest, our Instagram's not posting much in Urban UTKMs because no content. Uh, of course, if you want to learn Krav Maga privates, etc., you can also contact us. Um, is there anything else? I am not sure. I can't remember. Ooh, I finally got a pop screen. So if it sounds a little different on my end, although I forgot to bring my headphones when we were recording and there's a bit of echo on the other side because I couldn't tell, uh, tell CJ, you need to speak closer to the microphone. So that's what that is about. Um, but I think the pop screen for any of you audio nerds, uh, on my end makes a difference due to how I speak. So I think it makes a difference. So enjoy this podcast with CJ Strongheart. Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system. It is a way of life. Warriors Den is a podcast for Kravists, fighters, martial artists, warriors, politicians, and general citizens. Consider this. The society that separates scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Thucydides. Your host, Jonathan Fader, talks to guests in an open and uncensored format about their fights, their philosophies, and their lives. No topic is taboo, and the conversation may start in one place and end in another. As the quote suggests, you cannot separate the warrior from the politics and the world around them, as a true warrior must be a student in all forms of art and science. Listening to the Warriors Day. Warriors Day, brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga, turning lambs into lions. Hello, welcome back. So I don't have headphones, so sorry. I will look at my monitor to know if I'm talking too loud. Um, so today I have Mr. C.J. Strongheart of the what tribe i don't i keep forgetting <laughs> mister yeah that's my father no <laughs> i am um, of the uh, psychos tribe uh well tribe carrier tribe 
Because yeah. there's the Diné up north, and there's the carrier, and I'm part of the Saika's carrier. And there's like, you know, a bunch of us. So there's um, like the Fort St. James, and then there's uh, Takla, and it's just, yeah. I'm part of the Saika's branch. Yeah. For us white people, the millions of the different things <laughs> gets confusing. It's confusing for us, too, because even in my culture, we'll yeah. say moose like Genyo. Yeah. And then you drive three hours up north, and then they say Jayo. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> so standard. Now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's near Prince George, right? You grew up kind of in the boonies there. Yeah, it's like an hour. My reservation's an hour from Prince George, and there's a town called Vanderhoof, yeah. which is on the high, the main highway. And then you get off the main highway, and you drive about 10 more minutes west, and then you get to my reservation. Yeah. Out by Nukai Lake, if you want to find it on the G-maps. <laughs> One day. I haven't been that far north yet. but uh, So with that being said, living up there, how did you get into martial arts? Uh, well, my family moved around a lot, just finding like uh, business, like, you know, just whatever the work is. And I, my first stint with martial arts was just TV, watching Ninja Turtles, yeah. and just having fun with that. But actually learning was my mom got a job with the Justice Institute for a little bit in British Columbia, yeah. or in Vancouver here. And I started doing uh, Taekwondo. Uh, Everyone's favorite martial arts. <laughs> I think it's really good for kids. Yeah. It teaches them dexterity and it's not a very hard sport. So, like, you can kind of get them to do a lot, feel good, and not, you know, get punched in the face or get bullied by some better, more talented kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and then when we got back, uh, we had to go back up north, just getting jobs. And I joined the wrestling team because um, I pretty much got bullied into it. <laughs> back, cause we had a really good wrestling team, like yeah. huge wrestling team. You had to try out, and all the wrestling boys would – get like fired up by the coaches or the staff and say, Oh, go, go recruit, go find us new people. And, yeah. and it was actually back then. Now it's like, whoever walks on, you're on yeah. the team <laughs> today. Now it was a tryout. You had to the wrestle days, everybody. Yeah. yeah you, you couldn't make it. You'd actually not yeah. be able to be on the team. Back when they actually wanted athletic prowess, not just participation. <laughs> yeah. Now like participation <laughs> is like a gold standard. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, he just shows up and does all the drills. He's crazy. <laughs> no, that, and then it was like, you could do all you wanted and you still wouldn't make the team. So yeah. I did wrestling and through that, I played rugby, and obviously I played hockey because it was just kind of a prerequisite being up north and being native. Yeah. And uh, so I was in high school. I basically rotated between hockey, rugby, wrestling, and street fighting because that just happened. Super Canadiana. Well, I don't yeah. know if it is anymore, but it, it was for a long time. It definitely was in my era because my cousins, they got, they got popped in with the juvie base, or our uh, equivalent of it, came yeah. back and learned how to box while they were yeah. in. And then everybody wanted to box yeah, on the res. Yeah. Now, because you started with wrestling, but obviously you have a lot of talent in all sorts of styles. Yeah, no, I really enjoy because I had that Taekwondo background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was turning, I was spin Sorry, kicking. Sorry, Taekwondo, right? Yeah, I was spin kicking as a little kid. See, it's so little, it's so like, I think so little of Taekwondo. I do too. Like, it's out of like, my mind already. <laughs> no, I, really, I honestly do too. Like, I have like two techniques I learned from when I was a kid. It's yeah. like a stepping right sidekick. Yeah. And then a turning sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Out of my whole, you know, I have a green belt in Taekwondo. And I was like, my whole experience was these two kicks. <laughs> yeah. So. And then obviously now you're heavy in the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I got through jiu-jitsu because I went to university after playing hockey. I got like went up to the junior level. And then you, back then you couldn't be, if you were 5'11", you're basically like, you can't make a kid. Yeah. I know lots <laughs> of people like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I did that. I played a couple exhibition games. Had good games. I was really pumped. I was playing with these guys. Like, man, I got good chemistry. And they were like, they just didn't think I could handle, you know, the... the yeah. Like, so you're not 6'3 monster, 190, yeah. 200 pounds. And even juniors is different now. Back then, like, if you didn't fight, they didn't take you. Yeah. So yeah. you had to have one scrap with somebody. So I was just like eyeing up somebody. 
somebody right away. <laughs> I could Let's go. Him. Well, I knew I could fight him. Like I, know, I was like, I don't know if I could beat him, but we yeah. could, you know, hockey fighting, you can kind of stall it out. Yeah. You just had to like let the coaches know you weren't soft. And, yeah. But yeah. But I, I was doing that, and then I just, um, I was bored. I lost my athletic piece in my life that mm. was allowing me to be happy. Even to this day, I realized that I need to have that piece. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, I, so I just asked online people who knew who were doing it, and there was a guy named Dan Shank, old, yeah. like, old school NHB fighter in Prince George. And I went to his house and started training in his house. Yeah. And then uh, because he was just busy. How long ago was that? Years, man. Like, I can't even top my head think of it thinking like oh four yeah long time it wasn't ago. even like on people's radar yet no, 2005 I think pride was, when, was still alive when yeah. i started <laughs> yeah because i remember like 2005 ish was when i think the ultimate fighter really started and that's yeah. where it just exploded yeah. now some people like the ultimate uh fighter show not mm-hmm. ufc and then i guess while the hardcore fight people knew about the gracies from the early 90s yeah. the average person like if i asked my parents Back then, hey, can you find me? I actually did when I was a kid. Can you find me uh, a martial arts that's not doesn't have katas? And they're like, we don't know of anything, so they didn't even bother looking. But there was, you know. So you were you found? Uh, I was really something. fortunate with my yeah. taekwondo instructor. He was actually from North Korea. Oh yeah. So he actually had a real military. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, we really kicked each other. Like the yeah. padding on, everyone wore that because it's like, oh, you need to wear that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, and he would make you. He would tell you, it's like, why aren't you kicking James? You know, yeah. or whatever. You had to really get kick in him there. harder. Yeah, little kids just going to war. <laughs> so which was which is good because it really taught you how to be in a altercation. It really yeah. saved me in a lot of situations for that. Yeah. But I um. Yeah, I found him, and then he, he and then two days of training with him, he's like, hey, you want to fight? Yeah. So I took a fight. The old school and way. I went in and scrapped, and um, I did some terrible things. I had the guillotine. Yeah. just did not have the knowledge how to finish it. This is for jiu-jitsu, right? Those, I, went or, in, I went in there just to train. Like, hey, I'll learn how to fight, and I really loved it. Or taekwondo. Or jiu-jitsu. Those was, it was like a university. Oh, yeah. And I, I found Dan Shank, who was a fighter, yes, fought all that stuff, and... Um, and that's that's when I trained with him, and I did a few things. I learned jujitsu because I love submission wrestling. Yeah, so yeah. pro wrestling was like my thing. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. And uh, he said, "You want to fight?" And I just at that time, just you know, young, not having anywhere to go, I didn't want to be somebody that said no to something that could lead me somewhere else. Yeah. So I just said yes, and I fought a guy. I was like one fifty with my clothes on. He was like one ninety or like I was like one seventy, I think. Sorry. And he's a big boy, and I had a guillotine, just did not have the knowledge to finish yeah. it. And then we got stood back up, and he punched me in the eye. And if you've ever been punched in the eye really hard for in your life, like yeah. really in your eyeball, yeah. you back up. Oh, yeah. You just find space, right? Yeah. And I, I fell between the ropes, <laughs> and the ref's like, no, no, it's over. And so I was yeah. like, no, oh, shit. Yeah. And then I uh, trained for another fight, and I really got beat up bad after that. I got mounted by, I think, Andrew Snail. Trained at a revolution. He put the beating on me bad. Now we're talking MMA now, right? Yeah, because it was always MMA. Yeah, I never yeah. started in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I always yeah. kind of went to, it was north. You just it was fighting, right? You had to go. Yeah. To them, it was all that. What so is I, this gi nonsense? Just yeah, I, just. I had a, I actually didn't have a gi until blue belt. I had a sambo gi yeah, that yeah. I would wear, and I wouldn't even wear the pants. I just had the shorts. And, uh, yeah, I had those two fights. And then after those two fights and getting beat up and just kind of really having my ego stripped away and all my man bullshit away, taken away yeah. of, like, you know, you really need to learn how to yeah. fight. And Because uh, I was always athletic, right? I just jumped yeah. on the wrestling team. I was good at it. I yeah. jumped on a rugby team. I was good at it. Hockey, I was just good at it. And then... Uh, with that, I, then I started taking martial arts seriously and trained for a bunch of years. That's when I really started jujitsu. Yeah. And through that crew, I went to Kaiten MMA in Prince George and meeting another fighter, Ryan Chappie, who was yeah. trained by Bibby. And that's how I met Bibby. And I Bibiano started, Fernandez, the, yeah. what, what's the weight class champ in 1FC? Uh, he's the bantamweight in 135. Yeah, he was like the 145 dream champion, yeah. champion winner. He's just a 
monster. He's an amazing person. Yeah, yeah, he really is a monster. <laughs> like the top five nicest people they yeah. ever meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just uh, uh, training with him on Friday, and yeah, I got like just beat up. Yeah, for people who don't know, he lives in, in Metro Vancouver. Yeah. Like, out <laughs> Even though he fights in 1FC in Singapore and all over there, he lives here. Yeah, you can uh, you can go get beat up by Bibi. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if you're good enough and he, he likes you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vancouver is a martial arts community since even back then. It's huge now. Yeah, yeah, it's actually really intense. It's, uh, it's funny because a lot of people have a lot of heat with each other in the city, which I yeah. think is hilarious because it's like we're all so close, but everyone has to fight each other to get better. Like we're not really good at bringing outer talent in to fight yeah. our guys. We just fight each other. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this, um, I don't say crab in a bucket. Cause that just, it's not violent enough. It's like rats <laughs> in a bucket. One guy's going to make it out. And he's gonna be really good. Yeah. And we have a bunch of those standouts, yeah. but in those sides of those standouts, I remember when I, cause I was, I started fighting when it was illegal. Yeah. It was just deciding oh, yeah. to be legal. on the native lands. Right. Yeah, it, was just, <laughs> it was just deciding to be legal. Then I saw all these guys with all this talent, and they just was like, "Well, you know, man, you're awesome, but hey, man, Jeremy Kennedy's out there, oh, and yeah. he's in your division." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you fight him or no? Did you get around that? I never got to had to fight him because he fights at 45. Yeah, and I was always a 55er, and I just um, after getting my ass beat, yeah, I was like, "No, I really want to learn martial arts," and I kind of really drifted towards the grappling aspect. Yeah, and having a little there's more longevity in grappling anyway. Well, because like you could always, you could be the old black belt. Yeah, you get to be the old black belt, just always hanging out, training people. Like even now, I'm trying to find a fight in March, but in that process of like training with people, I find I'm training them still. Like I'm like, yeah. helping them out, like giving tips and tricks. Well, I think and that's like, your personality. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, like maybe that. I should just stay coaching. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because it's like I get to be in the room and get beat up, yeah. beat people I, up sometimes. I mean, that's a tough decision. Like when I started getting into martial arts, and this is early, like yeah. when UFC was real. I'm like, oh, this is something I'm interested in. But then you start doing it, and I'm like, okay, I have a problem. I'm actually not an athlete, uh-huh. and I'm 5'6", walk around, you know, I'm lighter now, but at the time I'd walk around 170 pounds and I have Ooh. T-Rex arms. At 5'6", that's right. So it's like, I was like, even if I put all the time in the world into getting to be the best version of myself, mm-hmm. physically speaking, for me to cut down to 135 is going to kill me. I did it once. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to do this, even even amateur. It's just I cannot get to the weight class for my body size that I need to do and be healthy. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. nope. <laughs> the lockdown really put me in a bad spot. Oh, that. this year? Because uh, I got up to like, I was at 195 this New Year's, and I'm just now down to 180. And yeah. the training sessions to get to this, just this dropping, like, oh, 15 pounds. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm still not even close. Well, you know, it's a lot of yeah. diet. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not a strict diet per like do and do not like you need to be able to be happy though so what i started doing with the girlfriend is like every january we'll do a two to five day fast and then we just do keto for a month and if you do something like that every even six months or a year you find it actually or we found it just like resets everything for you and i even like the idea of a natural like uh in the winter you eat more fats and more meat and more of that and then in the summers you'll eat more fruits and then uh vegetables throughout the year of course i just i think it's a more we're still our biology is probably still more rooted rooted towards well i'm that. terrible because i've argued to the death with all my nutritionists and yeah. one is daniel dick he's the only one that like he's a friend of mine he's a, is he a dick <laughs> he's awesome d-y-c-k dick awesome he's a great guy and anyway, i love him to death and i always try to like support his shit because he's always made me make weight 
Yeah. And I tell him like, I'm not going to do what you tell me. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'll just keep eating meat, have some fruit here and there. Yeah. Just drink this much water, yeah. train hard. Cause he knows I'm one of those, I'm one of those good at that Northern kid. Yeah, you don't train stop training. <laughs> train. Oh, I did five rounds before I came here. Yeah. Like yeah. of MMA with, uh, the 45 champion. Yeah. But he's stupid skilled. I hate that kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of those people that make you not want to fight. Cause you're like, there's these guys out there. Yeah, is he, he uh, is he on the UFC's radar yet, or uh, he... he's just really green because yeah. you know he was uh like, he was a world champions in wrestling, I believe. Ogazan, yeah. and he just um he's, he's really green. There's things he has to learn. He's too much natural instinct. Yeah, where it's like you want to really to be at that high level, yeah. you got to be super talented. You got to be that that one in a you know one every like ten guys. He's the one guy. Yeah, it's gonna stand out of this group. But then you got to now you got to polish him. You got to make yeah. him like this is striking. You can't have these tells. You got to, you know, really just the education of it all yeah. to make it to that highest level. Yeah. I think he could definitely make it there just on his instincts alone and yeah. some basic wrestling. Usually it takes you pretty far and then you run into yeah. like a GSP as he's wearing his <laughs> Kyokushin GSP <laughs> shirt, sweater. Because <laughs> those, he like shut down. Like I was watching the fight yesterday with Carlos Condot, you know, and my girlfriend's like not that into, but I'm like, yeah, that guy fought GSP like a long time ago. She's like, oh, he did? Because she's not. I'm like, yeah, he was like, naturally talented guy and then he ran into the gsp train he just like ran through everyone except for that one loss due to his ego <laughs> yeah, it just that's happens what will kill you the ego will kill yeah. you yeah that's what's yeah. making me lose like 10 pounds because yeah. I, I just that feeling i was at you know i was training with bibby and his guys and there were people there where i was like I, they were green enough where i'm yeah. like i could pull the veteran be like i could yeah. pretty sure i could pull some tricks and i could get through yeah. that round and I go to walk over there to like that, and baby is like, no, 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 you know, no, it's not him. You, you go over there, you, you, Eric, you. Uh. And yeah. I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. you don't give yourself enough credit. Like, yeah. you're probably like in the jujitsu community, one of the more well-rounded people because you draw from a lot of stuff. Like, I actually think you made me realize the importance of wrestling. Like, I knew, mm. but none of my coaches were wrestlers. None of the people I I trained with were wrestlers. Always taking it and uh. It's like, oh, I really need to develop that skill. You know, I'm still not, I can only do certain things. Like I can't do low shoots. My knees will not allow that. But like, just realizing the positioning and, and, and even your approach because it's the more old school. Yeah. And I also like got uh, really, I have a really cool coach, Travis Hillman, right? And he um, was, he had that sad story of most athletes, but he was just amazingly talented. Yeah. could have made it, but there's no money in wrestling. Yeah. He's got a family, so he must be a teacher, right? Yeah. He's a teacher and luckily I got to be him. But because Canadians kind of had more of an open stance to their style, like yeah. the Americans are very rigid style. American wrestling. Yeah, cool. yeah. And it's fucking it's great horsepower. That Detroit horsepower, man. Just step on the gas. And not that they're not skilled, but I find with the Canadians, they got a lot of European influence. Mm. Because when I wrestled, I was 100 pounds barely. Yeah. So all my coaches were like, yeah, you're probably never going to be able to do that. So they taught me a lot of really like neat tricks and movement and really how to use all the weight you can. Yeah. And if you were like me where you just got bullied as a kid, which is it's funny how like people don't want to be bullied, but yet being bullied just seems to make you so good at a bunch of yeah. a good mindset. It just, I don't makes you go crazy. Yeah. Too. There's that. <laughs> yeah, it's how you deal with the, uh, the problem, right? That's uh, it's like the other day, a friend of mine uh, was just telling me about what jihad really meant. It's like the internal struggle. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like that really will like polish yourself, right? The internal struggle of man. And it gets, well, I politicized and, except people don't do yeah, that. Yeah, politicized, right? <laughs> they use it for their own means, but like he told me what it actually meant, and I was yeah. like, okay, that makes way more sense as to why that means so much to you as a person. Yeah, because if you just said the internal struggle, I'd be like, yeah, I'm ass real. You gotta yeah. really work on that. 
But yeah. that made me like just listen and always learn. Yeah. Because even now, like I'm supposed to get my black belt soon. If you followed like the ten year mark and all that stuff yeah. and the time. Well, you're good enough. Yeah, yeah. You can have the skill. Kick so, my ass most of the time. <laughs> I like to think I have a lease, but I don't live there yet. You yeah. know. Like, <laughs> no, to this day, I still think you got me in the most beautiful submission. You did. It's, I forgot some throw right into an armbar or something, or right into a Darce. You threw me, and then I was oh. in a Darius before I knew what the hell uh, was going the, on. <laughs> in wrestling, it's like the wizard. It's yeah, that yeah. wizard throw, or the Uchimata with the hook. Yeah, yeah. And then you just kind of fell on your side, and it just sank in nicely. Yeah. Sometimes things just work out. I cannot do Darius's with T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do them, and I can never finish them unless they have a tiny neck. It's like, fuck. <laughs> well, I think I was always good at Darius chokes because I always came from that wrestling background of hitting the cravat first. I don't yeah. try to connect my arms. I try to get my elbows together and my hands together yeah. to manipulate the neck. Yeah. So I'm always working on manipulation and position before I'm working on just sinking the choke. In. Yeah. For those listening, Carvati is doing like a gable grip, palm to palm sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like your palm. Basically, it's like a Muay Thai grip. Yeah. You put your hands together and put your elbows yeah. together. And if you know the Darce positioning, it's yeah. basically like a Japanese necktie. Yeah. But you just use that position to control everybody with yeah. wrestling. It's a choke for those not know. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> whenever you're doing, it's like, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get with the terminology. But yeah. that's the other thing about beautiful about wrestling. There's no like fancy names. It's like you kind of have to go to. Well, class. it depends. You know, like even in jujitsu, I'll go to another school that has a different lineage, and they'll call and technique something, and I'm like, I have no idea what that is, and they're like, How do you not know what that is? And then they show it to me. I'm like. Oh, that's a this. Mm. And I'm like, uh, well, as long it's like, uh, you know, I think you were talking about the open-mindedness and you see the evolution of jujitsu, like mm. the Danaher crew and them just opening it up. And in, But a lot at the same time, a lot of the stuff was already known, like Sambo it and other stuff. It came from a lot of stuff. A lot of it's like, uh, it's from the Shuto background, yeah. actually. I think that's why he uses a lot of the Japanese names. Yeah, which drives me nuts. I'm like, nobody can remember that shit. You can tell, you can... You don't remember the insights in Kaku? No. <laughs> you, I mean, I understand if, you, if you're really into culture and like yeah. that. I, I just think that if you want to speak to a wider audience, you need to simplify it. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Danaher has his master's, right? Or his PhD or something? I believe so. Everyone He's very been, intellectual. Everyone I've met who really jumps into the ivory tower yeah. tries to keep it that way. Yeah. I mean, like you must learn the terminology yeah. to get the language. It's like it's like a the club. Yeah. You have to know. Terminology is important in everyone needs to know what you're talking about. So like in uh, professional things, you need to uh, avoid confusion. But when you're talking to someone from the outside yeah. who doesn't, you need to use the colloquial, the, the, the common terms that are more likely to be used. Now, I did a Danaher class once. I'd love to go back, but New York is a shit show and I think they're all going to Costa Rica anyway. I'll go there for sure. But I think they're already there. So. Yeah, they're already there. But whether Danaher is going to stay there or not is a question. He might stay at Henzo's in New York. But he was like, I, I did it. No white belts allowed. Mm. And for a reason. Yeah, you need a, I, you need a base. Knowledge. My nogi was limited and thank God I'd done some classes with Matt Kwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kwan actually gave me the best advice. Best, uh, we were saying earlier about like the notoriety in the Vancouver. Give me yeah. the best compliment I've ever got ever. Yeah. He's like, you're an MMA guy who rolls like a jitsu. Yeah. And I was like, fuck man, there's yeah. lots of me. <laughs> but yeah, like if I hadn't have trained with Matt first, I would have gone into Danaher's class, right? And then I was, uh, I just got my purple belt, I think. And I would have been like, what the fuck is going? Because his teaching style is you either know or you don't. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know, you're fucked. But he's produced like killers. They put the effort in, right? Yeah. They do the homework. It's kind of like what Freddie Roach would do to George. You show him something, George would go home, do homework, and come yeah. back, and they're like, "Oh, okay, now you yeah. can move on with you." Oh, they'd certainly put in the hard work, but it's—I I would say that it's more—it's more than that because you, as a coach, right, you can produce one champion, mm-hmm. but if you produce a lot, 
there's something more there because well, it's I argue the that in grappling because it's like it's the team yeah and it's the knowledge yeah because that's why like um i remember when i was like the early 2000s and my coach was uh talking about the mendez brothers how amazing yeah. they were this is when they were competing and then he would talk about yeah they have these um these closed door classes no phones no yeah. nothing. and i'm like well Very it's still jujitsu yeah they're not doing anything that's not the human body can't do they just have patterns and sequences that are just unique to what they want to accomplish yeah it's like if you've never done the crab ride, and again, I apologize for audio. It's a weird looking back take leg yeah, thing. <laughs> but if you've never felt it, it is like so, it's like voodoo magic is yeah. happening to you. I just or, scoot my hip backs. Unless they yeah, get yeah. deep first, oh, I, I scoot back. <laughs> just control the feet. Just fight the feet and you'll be fine. That's what I do at least. And Or even like today, I had to like, because Ozan just being so talented and having yeah. his wrestling background, I had to basically, I evolved the Kimura trap system for yeah. him. Yeah. And those athletic people that give me more control over the sequence of what's going on. But if you understand the game, it's not yeah. that bad. That's yeah. why, like, even IBJJF is opening up the leg reaping. In no gi only, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Shit, the gi is scary <laughs> with that shit. But um, it's the, I feel it's just a knowledge base. Yeah. And, like, I or guys would have got really good. Like, not to say that Nikki isn't super talented and Nikki amazing. Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's not doing as good as his brother. Yeah. His brother's a heavyweight. That's just... He's also trash-talking in his way to millionaire status. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It's like, in my culture, if you're loud, you just don't... We don't like you. Yeah. Because you don't get... Um, well, traditional, I should say. Because if you're loud, you rarely have anything to say. Yeah. Because if you have something to say, people will listen. Yeah. And then, too, if you're loud, you scare all the food away. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. and we, that's certainly an interesting perspective, like culture, like factually, Connor and Gordon Ryan, skill aside, mm. Connor McGregor would not have been where they are without the trash talking. No, it's, it's part of who he is, though. That's yeah. what I like about it. That's yeah. who he is. He's going to fight you like that. Yeah. And that's just what people attach to. But they're like super nice people. Like all the nice stories you hear, like Connor gets drunk and does dumb shit. But everybody both of them, it. you hear like crazy. I grew up on the like reservation, nice man. Like, yeah. If we, everybody got like, if everybody got like, a, um, if you got tagged for life of something you did stupid while you were drunk and young yeah. or super happy, yeah, man, I would not be able to sit in front of you today. I'd be in yeah. some cell somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think perception is that is everything. Because there's a lot of people who hate them because they're like trash talk, disrespectful on mm. it. I come from the perspective of, hey, it's got there where they are. And also, fuck the honor stuff, okay? Because it's so relative. And, like, someone I someone made a rant, might have been Gordon Ryan, about all the Gracies talking about honor, but they used to run around kicking people's door and beating the people up. What the hell does that have to do with Dojo honor? busting was their thing. Yeah. There's, like, a story even, like, about Hollis, who was considered to be, like, with the, other than Hickson. Yeah. Hall, Hollis, he was actually, um, maybe if I'm forgetting it, but they always say he's the most talented. He's the one that really trained Hickson. It was on a yeah. documentary. It was online. Which one? Uh, I can't remember. It was it was on there. It was, like, had all the Gracie. I still need there. to see the clothes guard. Have you heard about that one? Mm, it's, uh, no. I got to get on that. Oh, crap. What's his name? Drysdale, I think, oh, made cool. it or was heavily involved in that. I think it was him because he keeps posting it mm. he drives down by the way amazing coach i did yeah, yeah he's i great. uh was fortunate with the, the last world masters i went to we mm. had a drysdale i did a drysdale seminar i did uh the mendez brother seminar galvao and angela mm. angelique whatever i wish i can go to like those i wanted them. to go to those this year but because oh, when i went to yeah. worlds i was like okay i know the game they play now i'll yeah. come back and i'll kill everybody yeah. and then i saw this happen I like, yeah oh, it's uh, i was getting gonna yeah. gear up for last summer to be like i'm gonna and i lost yeah. all my motivation i have no motivation it's just really hard to go from like sparring mma yeah. to go and guys butt scooting to you yeah. you know like it's just it's, it's a really really hard it's like 
Almost, I, I wish Jits guys would have a little bit of empathy for that because it's like you have no idea how dangerous it is just to butt scoot in front yeah. of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and get punched in the face. Over and over. Even if you get a leg and you're like, oh, come under and I'll spin. No, I'll just grab your chin and I'll just yeah. start. <laughs> it's just, you got to Oh, go by the way, the IBJJF still won't allow Iminari rolls. I'm like, are you crazy? That's, like, that's, so stupid. It's weird. It's weird because I did it at Worlds and <laughs> didn't get DQ'd. Yeah, if they don't. Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't reap, but they were saying something about like, Iminari roll is where you do like an inverted roll on your shoulders and then grab their leg, hmm. basically, if you want to. I don't understand fight. their system. It's, oh, it's, it's ego. It's, it's like judo when the Americans started coming in who oh, with wrestling God. backgrounds and started doing really good at the then legal leg takedowns and they just banned it yeah. because of honor. We must integrity. No, you're, this is ego. This is all ego because a lot of, you know, there's that whole trend like American jujitsu mm -hmm. and there's a lot of Gracie's who still hate the fact. They're like, what are you talking about American jujitsu? And it's like, well, they're doing stuff that you didn't like. Now, if you know the lineage of history, like uh, Fada was one of the original red belts and he was mm -hmm. poor and the Gracie's are wealthy. Well, he used to beat the Gracie's doing leg locks all the time. And it was it's really an ego thing. They oh, can say the it Luta all. Libre? The Luta Libre guys? Mm -hmm. Well, it, no, I forgot dude? this guy's na full name, but his okay. name is Fada, and I forgot who's – there's still a big lineage under him. Oh, cool. Um, but he was one of the few non-Gracies, yeah. but he was from, like, the, the poor parts, um, and he had his own school, yeah. and he would teach People them everything. People forget, like, the Gracies were government officials. Yeah, right? <laughs> wealthy. Yeah, with the military. Yeah, too, and, yeah. and and, and well, it's when you, when you talk about history, it's always like, well, what really happened, and is it ego, and is this – Back to the story, which is, yeah. Hollis, he would do someone beat up his nephew for yeah. whatever reason, good or bad. But like in, he Hollis shows up and he's like, I'm going to beat you up in your dojo. And he yeah. says, oh, I'm going to beat everybody up. He's yeah. like, yeah, I can imagine a person. Yeah. You imagine you go show up for jiu-jitsu. You're going to learn some arm locks today. You can't do that anymore. Puts though, you in yeah. the truck. He's like, no, we're going over here. We're going to go. I was like, holy shit. Just beat you in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. But that's good. Yeah. It, I, I kind of, I get, I like the honor stuff. And all that stuff, but it, deep down, this is combat, yeah. and that's kind of how I train people. Yeah. Like even when I, my girlfriend training her, I said, "I'm going to train you as a combative jujitsu person yeah. till blue belt. Then I'll teach you Brimbolo and yeah. Heva well, and yeah, all that cool stuff." I think know? that's like, I don't want to teach jujitsu again till I'm a black belt. Black belt. But uh, well, I can do it casually, but not a program, and I need my own school. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking about how to approach it, and I just the message of simple keeps getting into my mind and also the i i just don't like so many jujitsu people pushing the self-defense angle when i see what they're teaching and i'm like you're not teaching self-defense yeah no, I, I put the word combative yeah like, not self-defense combative so i like i put like how do i build a program that keeps to my spirit like krav's spirit of yeah. self-defense while teaching them the fundamentals and it's like well i think that the, the if the idea that if it doesn't consistently work at the highest levels it's probably not worth teaching unless you you get a student who's like wants to so i was like oh i'll keep it simple fundamentals through you know a blue a white and blue belt and then say at like purple belt you have like an open class where it's like hey what do you guys want to work on have you studied your game what do you want to develop and, and kind of go from there yeah do you think delahiva is really cool or do you want to yeah. work out you, it's cool yeah. you can work these games but remember that's a sport aspect yeah i always wanted because i always hated hearing stories of people going like he's purple belt and he got knocked out at the bar or something yeah. like that and like well, you take a punch. He's been doing jujitsu. <laughs> well, it's not taking the punch, but you should learn how to frame, yeah. make distance. Hickson yeah. talks about it, his stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just still like, there's no, 
not hard to teach somebody how to frame stop punches. You don't yeah. need to teach them how to box. Yeah. And but you know, just that combatives as I always say is really important. And like what even like my students now, like I'll tell them when we roll, they're like, You've been doing this for so long, you're so good. I'm like, Hey dude, if I get in my guard and you can break my guard and get up and get away from me, yeah. You can win. Just punch him in the nuts. It well, works well, like a charm. Not always. <laughs> yeah, not always. But, <laughs> but it's like it's always an option. But I say, but if you can just get up and get away from me, yeah. that's jujitsu, bro. That's self-defense. If you can just while we're doing stuff or I'm on your back and yeah. you do the proper escape and you're like, shit, I can just get up and run away. Yeah. I'm like, that's good. Do yeah. that. That's gonna save you. That's actually yeah. gonna be worth your hundred dollars when you come in here to the skill to protect your getaway, right? Yeah. Now, people forget that because, like in jujitsu, you want to keep pressure and yeah, pass, yeah, and then. Yeah. But the reality is, you you just need to be good enough not to be thrown around and create space, and then you're good. And if you realize, oh shit, this person is good, a lot of people from a lot of things, unless they're like the best, will open up. Like if you watch Nogi, they're always breaking constantly. Yeah. And like that's a bit more conducive to not nogi specific, uh, but just the concept of I just need to be good enough to create space so I can run. Mm-hmm. Unless you need to subdue the person like a police officer, then yes, you need to be able to do the rest of this stuff. Uh, and again, the gi helps in that case because everybody wears clothes. You yeah. get a pant. There's some grips of like that neon belly with the pant and the lapel. Yeah. It's like, oh God, I'm stuck. Now what's your stance? Because that I hate this debate, but let's see. Nogi is better for self-defense. Nogi is better for self-defense. What do you think? I think there's an inherent advantage on the situation of what is going on. So, like, I tell people, Nogi is probably your better bet if you're native. They're like, why? Because <laughs> natives don't like wearing clothes when they're <laughs> They're like, why is that? Like, play, watch too much hockey, bro. Okay? Yeah. Nobody grabs a sleeve and starts swinging. So that's happened too much to people. So, like, he'll probably take his shirt off. Yeah. In that case, he, everyone has a body. So you can manipulate the body. No gi is going to help you the most with that. Because with the gi, you have a, you're really demanding that they wear, you know, the pants work. Or say yeah. he's wearing shorts and you go to grab the... It, I'm not saying it won't work. But if I know how to control the thing you can't take off, yeah. like your body, then I have a better sense of how to um, control you. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously when you get in... The clothes are just leverage points. Like the pants and everything are just way more leverage. But understanding to get into position and holding them down without it is yeah. going to give you a lot more. Yeah. yeah. So I might, like my approach, one, where do you live and do people wear clothes? The other one is I think for smaller people, gi is probably better, but you need to be able to approach it with, like I like the Marcelo Garcia, like I do things that I can do in both. Yeah. Right. So overhooks, the wrestling aspect is super important regardless. But the reality is if you're a smaller person, you're not going to be able to always uh, manhandle. So using the clothes to your advantage. So there's like a lot of factors. I think even Danaher was saying like start in gi because it's more complex in many ways. And then once you're blue or purple, then you can start really focusing on the nogi uh, once you have body awareness. Because like if you don't have body awareness, yeah. doing nogi is really hard. Yeah, because you'll <laughs> invert a lot. You'll yeah. run and turn. And you'll have to n- kind of have a sense of where your opponent is constantly. Wrestling's yeah. really good for that too. Yeah. I just, uh, I always just, when I make people make the argument, I just go like, well, I like doing it all of it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. If I showed up and like to jujitsu and they're like, oh, sorry, man, it's judo today. I'd be like, oh, sure, let's do it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I prefer gi because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah, no, you can definitely chill out <laughs> way more, way more. Because like, it just. Also, my leg lock game still sucks. I didn't have not put in the time <laughs> to develop that. My strategy is just don't get put in leg locks and get on top or something uh, or play with it. But uh, I find like just 
more athletic people are drawn towards nogi because they a lot of people hate the hindrance be so athletic in nogi. and i just i just don't have the energy to keep up oh yeah like with i told you today with, with ogazon ogazon's like 145 150 yeah. and i'm like you know 180 right now trying not to be fat but like i have like 30 20 pounds on him yeah. and i can only sub him twice yeah. i've been in jiu-jitsu for 10 years yeah and he just had oh, there's people like yeah. That he just sure. had athletic ability, good timing. Yeah. Obviously, he wrestled at a high there's level. There's a couple of guys in this gym who are just so. There's one of the white belts who's like this tiny, like 130. Mm. And if I'm tired or I'm lazy, and he goes 100, percent it's like he, he'll pass because I don't, I can't keep up. He won't submit me, but I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. Like two things: cardio and strength are skills. You have to develop them, but you can have more talent in them, like more than yeah. other people. It just you're just more skilled. Like some of the guys I work with, they're like, man, how's your neck so big? What do you do? What do you do for weights? Like nothing, dude. I grew up on a farm. I've yeah. carried 10,000 hay bales and yeah. water buckets my entire life. I just have traps. Yeah. <laughs> so If it's, you do manual labor starting young and you don't destroy your body doing it, you will be a very hard person to do it. <laughs> Definitely for sure. So no. I, always just kind of, I always just say do everything because there will always be pieces there you can take yeah. and you'll develop I just follow martial arts the way Bruce Lee would say. It's, it's an expression of who you are. Yeah. So find the pieces that express who you are. Yeah. And even what Bibiana was telling me with the grips, like you don't, he says no grips are permanent. Yeah. You let go, you go to different ones all the time. Oh, yeah. I had a white belt break my finger because they, they couldn't break my grip and they went so ham. Yes. Yeah, so, so what's the point of that, right? Just and then my them. finger, like as I'm pulling out, it got wrapped up in the gi and it's to this day, like it gives me problems. Yeah. And then you roll with guys like Philippe up at Van North yeah. there and he just arm crushes you or oh, he's so you. Big, that guy. <laughs> yeah. that guy is so good and so big. It's like. That's the thing, too. Some people, I've refused to roll with people who are heavyweights anymore. Yeah. And it's like, try to find, trying to find a very nice way to do it. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no, just to say it. Because even in this gym, I was rolling with a guy, super nice guy. He didn't do anything to me. Yeah. But he just got heavy in a moment and broke my ribs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I had to cancel my fight and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no one tried to hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just rolling with people. Just physics. I was putting too much plates oh, on. Oh, biology. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I, had, I was trying to do a bench press and I put like six plates on. Yeah, like, I've I done that. Do that. With big people where I, I have the skill, but sometimes I, I try to wrestle them yeah. and I pull a muscle or something and it's like, yeah. and then it's just You got to find that balance of hurting yourself. And I, with that balance is martial arts. So I try I feel, try to learn the most martial arts I can. So I have like a million tricks to get yeah. these guys off me now. Yeah. I had to learn that lesson. You know, yeah. broken ribs Don't let them get on you in the first place. <laughs> Well, even when they're on you, how do I do this without? <laughs> yeah, I have that like yeah. teaching self-defense to a lot of smaller people. Like, what do I do? I'm like, there is a certain point where they're just too big. And you really need to get the mentality is don't get there, don't get there, don't yeah, get there, yeah, don't get there, don't get there. Frames and yeah. you know, things in the way to stop it. Yeah, but even it, like objectively, like a 90-pound girl with no muscle versus like a 250-pound monster is in big trouble. Their only option is yeah. to play the, the, the animalistic route yeah, unless their skill is really high, and even then, they're probably screwed. Is the animalistic route of do just make it so not worth it for these people? They're either they are either gonna knock you out, mm. or they're just gonna if they're not a psycho or like a cartel person, they're going to realize this is not worth it for me. Yeah, and then they'll just it, you'll get messed up probably. Sorry, it's just the nature of violence and yeah. assholes, but. It's that's the root sometimes. <laughs> that's like the hard truth I teach anybody with my mount escapes. Yeah. They're like, Well, how do I not get hit in mount? Like too late, you messed up. Yeah. So long ago. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's what I just made a shift. I think I got it from uh Robert Naki. It's just don't don't get there. If yeah. you start with the mentality of how do I get out of it versus I'm not gonna get there, it actually especially early on, it creates a, a different reaction in your nervous system throughout throughout the time. Uh 
And I think that's the best advice I've gotten for that because the like Krav, we don't we do, I teach Krav, I teach wrestling, and it's mm-hmm. very basic jujitsu because I find a lot of jujitsu sports now and it's not conducive to self-defense yeah, i but stick it, with the old stuff yeah. that's why i love being under bibi bibi doesn't come with me with some new stuff yeah some but, stuff he found in the favela but i know a large percentage of my students don't like grappling they, but i've told people you need a you need a blue belt in jiu-jitsu or equivalent outside of krav if you want a krav black belt from me mm-hmm. not because i don't think you have a good grappling skill from me because you will if you're training with me for 10 years but if you've never played with people who really know how to grapple, you're going to get overwhelmed one I time. think I came in here early one day, and I just won, like, the provincial brown belt yeah. and the absolute brown belt. And you're like, can anybody want to roll with <laughs> Go. I was like, you sure? Yeah. Everybody looks pretty new here. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. There's a, a resistance from most of my crowd students to do grappling. Because te- in the novice class, when I teach wrestling or grappling, they're just like, this is so hard. I'm like, yep. Yep. Exactly. And it drains you. Yeah. You got to learn to be cool. Yeah. So I like Ogazon's like that. If I get him on the cage, he just chills for a second, looking yeah. for the counters. You know, like yeah. you could try to pick him up and dump him, but yeah. he'd probably shift his weight a bit. And like yeah. you got to be really yeah. crafty, so you can't just you know I'll be big and throw yeah. him. And I let them know I'm like, guys, I'm like I'm a gatekeeper grappler. Mm-hmm. So if I can smash you, there are monsters out there. <laughs> there are monsters out there. I taught that all my like, some like I remember teaching up north. That's when I was like purple belt. Yeah. teaching at the YMCA because you need partners, right? Yeah, teaching for free. And um, I tell him, like, everyone be like, man, I just don't know if I'm going to be as good as you. It's like, yeah, don't worry, man. I know, like, five guys right now to walk through that door and just destroy yeah, me yeah. right now. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, Bibby walked through the door, I'd be like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, you, could, you could put up a really good fight, but you got to develop and de- 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 dedicate so much time and skill to get better than somebody. Yeah. That's really the hard part. That's why I tell everyone, just enjoy training yeah just enjoy your partners have fun with what you do and help them get better because like you'll never be able to beat everybody yeah you know like galvao is gonna get beaten one day and, and if you are yeah. you will lose eventually yeah like said. cyborg that's why the argument between like cyborg and galvao like people had this like, who's better early i always which it. cyborg because there's like a million of them the jiu-jitsu right something yeah butchering his name yeah I'm sorry, from, sir. <laughs> because if he walked to the door yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a guy who won on raw talent early on he lived in yeah, the jungles and yeah. showed up periodically to train <laughs> he's just a guy. monster yeah crazy i guy. watched him but, win that 40 grand in that super fight bracket the right? texas one or? no like a while ago in the the worlds i was at oh cool yeah they yeah. did a, he won 40 grand just walked through everyone well, well didn't yeah. walk through everyone but you see then like yeah but then gordon showed up and just yeah. walked through him like walked through him yeah. <laughs> on that do you yeah. think because i feel like Galvao is going to somehow back out of that fight. Him well, and Gordon. the thing about old school martial arts is you, you protect your shine. Yeah. Because if you, if you, again, if you look in the history books, like, uh, um, for those who don't know, uh, Gordon Ryan run the ADCC champ last year. And then that means the next ADC, you fight the previous champ, which was, uh, Galvao. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of animosity and most people think, uh, Gordon Ryan's going to win that. And, and they keep wanting to get a fight before. Well, Gordon Ryan does, yeah. uh, and it's just not happening. And I'm like, if it doesn't happen at the ADCC, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, because that's kind of like that, uh, like WBC, like you know, yeah. the number one contender, no matter what, got to yeah. fight him. It's like kind of the ADCC would be that. But uh, you kind of protect your legacy. You know, you protect your shine. Some people do that. I've never believed in protecting my shine. Yeah. I always wanted to be somebody who fought. Because yeah. that's but my culture. Like really, we, we weren't, you know. There's no, there's no native tribe that ever say they won, (laughs) but you know, we still fought and I was, and that's when I took that fight. When I started, I want to be somebody who fought, 
now I'm smarter and go, do I need to fight? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've already fought, you know, I fought big fights and won titles and I've yeah. done enough to make my little ego be happy. Yeah. Now I'm just working on getting my black belt and being a good teacher. Cause yeah. a lot of people got me here. Yeah. You know, I didn't Teaching just, is hard too. <laughs> it's very hard, but it's very rewarding and it's fun yeah. cause you get a lot of, I find you just get friends and yeah. everyone's really cool and you get to show them fun tricks and they, show i like the glow in a grown man's eyes when they're like stuck inside uh, side control and then you just show them this like the sweep and how to get there so yeah. the reactions yeah. they're like oh that's so easy i'm like told you yeah, it's easy yeah. <laughs> so once you get over the mental block of what the hell am i doing it's yeah, yeah yeah it's just yeah. It's a lot of fun some people take it too to the ego like to show yeah. up and this, this is my time to just run over yeah. people and i yeah. go back into the world and yeah. i'm happy with myself well you know on that ego it's like if you're always the athlete who runs through everyone th- there, it's actually the responsibility of the coach to check their ego, and a lot of time they don't. Yeah, well, right. Who's, who's Galvao's like, coach? Yeah, who's I, Gordon's coach? Yeah, really? Yeah. Like now, I have to. I check my ego because I know I'm small. I'm not athletic. I can't go like oh. crazy with a lot of people. Yeah. So I got. I take that chill yeah. for no. jujitsu. Maybe will do that to me. Maybe like well, to, like people see me, we're like, oh, you're big. You know, you're yeah. athletic. And he's like, okay, no, he won't let me have any little guys. Yeah. He'd be like, you roll the. Like um, Hinaldo, I was rolling with, but he's like two twenty right now, yeah. brown belt too, right? And he's just like, I was like, this is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, that's just what it is, man. Yeah. He's got to go. Like my little guys, just white belts or just in general. Oh, one of them was like one guy I wanted to grapple, but I couldn't. Is this eighteen year old? He's yeah. green. He's athletic shit. And I'm like, I can, you know, because I roll Ozone. I'm like, I think yeah. I could deal with it. You gotta check his ego. I could, I could chill, you know. <laughs> but he was rolling other guys that are more yeah. his size that are good too. So it wasn't yeah. like he wasn't getting a free pass. Yeah. But I was trying to get a rest round <laughs> to where yeah. I know I could technique my way to a breather for five yeah. minutes yeah but he's like no go back to that guy who's giving you a super hard time but yeah. you can't just control and hold down and of course you know again i, I can tell like you got to people really don't understand what real love is love is somebody pushing you yeah. and making you be better even if you don't want to because yeah. i was dying like i threw up in the fifth round yeah. in front of like my hero which should be Bibiano, <laughs> and my coach and he was like mad at me before he left he'd give me a don't hug don't puke on the mat well, not, no i didn't <laughs> but like before he didn't give me a hug say you know good job today i'll see you next week he'd be good he literally smacked me in the back of the head said no more puke yeah. <laughs> but i um i tell him you puke you clean it up yeah of course that's an unwritten that's not even, <laughs> I, I feel like it should be a written and an unwritten rule that's just yeah. what it is and it's, if you puke on the mat i'm gonna rub you in a little bit no, definitely clean it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> definitely clean it yourself. Uh, but like, but anyways, what I say, I'm even trying to break with these really good guys, and Bibi's like, "Let's move, let's go, let's go." You know, yeah. like you got to be pushed, or you just won't ever grow. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Now, because talk about culture a lot, did coming, especially in the early days of fighting. Uh, now it's different here because it was illegal, so a lot of the fights were on the native territory. Did you uh, the reservations? Have the reservations, yeah. <laughs> did you have any issues? Because you're native or anything like that? Well, I did just out of geography. Like, yeah. if people, you know, if this is international podcast. Yes. They, well, it, is, it goes out international. Yeah, Who well, listens so is a different story. <laughs> they didn't just like, I guess in North America in general, but they just didn't say like, oh, this is where you live. Yeah. Okay, cool. This will just be your spot. We're taking the rest. Yeah. Which is kind of what they did. But then they moved everybody to a spot of their liking. Yeah. That's why the Black Hills is such a big deal in the States because they found gold. And they were yeah, like, oh yeah. shit, get out of here, you yeah. bunch of redskins. Yeah. So that was, that's, it's just, it's not even like an argument. That was the plan. Canada, for sure, they moved everybody away from population areas, just basically being racist. We don't want the natives yeah. near, you know, the white towns or the good, the good Canadian towns, as they would say in Canada. Canada yeah. doesn't like to say white people. They like, yeah. be like good Canadians, or, you know, or to, or to quote the old prime minister, old stock Canadians. Which, which one? Um, Harper. Harper, yeah. Yeah, he really coined that one terrible but anyways like 
so they got moved off. So I had to drive an hour to Prince George to train. Yeah. And then I drive an hour back home yeah. for an hour of jujitsu. Yeah. I usually stay longer and just work on stuff. But I would just do that and just grind and go and go and go and just do it. And then I'd have a bag. I would try to teach anywhere I could because yeah. you need to make your own partners. Yeah. And yeah, so when I started, it was just my own little passion. Yeah. Well, well when I first started, I was in university, so I could go twice a week. But I wasn't really like into it to yeah. a point. Like I had my fights. I felt like I proved myself. Lost those two fights. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was just training for the joy of it and wanting to get better and enjoying my coach. Like I've really adapted to the style now that I, well, that I can choose now. I only like training with people I like. Yeah. If you don't like me, I'm like, we do not need to spend time together. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I think, a general life rule. Yeah. If you but don't like, like people, some, you don't need to But be some people have that in dojos, man. They don't like each other. And I'm like, wow, this is yeah. crazy. I'm going to get out of here. Well, I think, yeah. I think that if in a dojo scenario, if there's someone, like the coach really needs to reel that in, like fast, because if you allow that kind of stuff to go on, then it's just going to turn into the culture of the gym. Yeah. Versus yeah. if it's like, no, like, and I, you know, that can get an awkward where it may end up being someone's got to go, but yeah, it is or the way it is. change your shit. Or you literally do what they do to kids. Hey, yeah. we're going to sit in the corner. We're going to have a talk. I just make them do burpees. Yeah. Are you going to chat? Oh yeah. You, I believe in that. People don't believe in that, but that does come from the military so yeah. because together suffering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really well, I think something. for children, it's good still because, uh, they need to learn consequences of actions can affect yeah. other people oh, with yeah. adults. I don't do group punishment because of ego and just life that they, they don't, they're not going to put up with it in civilian world and they're just going to leave. So I tend to do as adults. Now, if you build up the culture, mm. like here, I'm not running military style classes. It's not going to fly. But if I was in no, another well, country, in I that might. case, you have to, you're basically breaking people to be killers. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, not even it's more, a lot of it is to do with the discipline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like you just, it's in life or death. You just have to be like, I, I never, I never really grew up in a military culture, but when you go out in the middle of the woods and you're out there for four days and you're just going to have an argument with the guy who's the knowing where we're going and know what yeah. we're doing, like you just got to fall in you line. You don't want to be man. stuck in the woods with yeah, someone you hate. Just fall in line. <laughs> like, my, my, when I was a kid, I remember there were still stories of people just taking people in the woods and never came back. Yeah. Cause they did something fucked up. Like yeah. beat, beat his wife with an ax handle or something. You know, yeah. Like, now that is a, that is an issue in Canada is the violence in the native communities. Yeah, but that's that's because honestly, that's because of the government. It was a, it's a created. And what so explain? Well, it's a created violence because like well, first there were good homes like yeah. you know everyone was good. They had their own spot. They would, be, they, you know, we had our own territory. We traveled to the winter community and your summer spot to yeah. fish and do just kind of really one with the land, if you will. Yeah. Yes, I am Native American, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, and out of that, they, the government wrecked it, kind of yeah. like how they did with the killing of the buffalo in America. Yeah. They kind of took away that lifestyle. So they wrecked it by their version of helping with yeah. a residential school. So they took their kids. Well, I think, I, to be honest, I think that's the church's version of helping. Well, cause they, well the, <laughs> the government hired the church yeah, to, yeah. To, to administer and do all that. Well, I, I, you know, I'm a political guy. Mm. I don't know. And I find when people look at it, you know, natives are going to look at it one way and then other people are going to look at it another. I suspect... It was the church lobbying some high up guy, and then you know, when like because something. the Indian Act was written by a bunch of drunk white guys, yeah, in Ottawa, yeah, and it affected my little. One of that's one of the most interesting parts of Canada. They were hammered in the first like fifty years. All the like, <laughs> but anyways, it's it's a cool party for them. I don't, don't want to hate on Jean Cartier having a, having a vodka while doing business, but just it, it created a lot of real bad problems. Yeah. And so they had this system, and they took all these kids away, and then they just weren't. Con- it, 
never mind not learning your language and all this really cool stuff that that gets brought up in like the hot button stuff but yeah. you just forget who your parent is yeah you just don't know your dad yeah i don't see i see him like three four months of the year yeah and then when i'm and not and then not, and it'd be okay if it was like a real boarding school it took care of you taught yeah. you discipline yeah but no they just got abused beat up and yeah. they died and they got sad and they got sexually abused and and out of that, just that kind of trauma, which yeah. everybody can, you know, cause everyone can like come down to with trauma. That trauma takes about like 10 generations to get rid of. Yeah. And I'm generation two in that process. Cause my grandma went to residence school yeah. in Kamloops and my dad went to day Christian school. Yeah. So like it, that trauma creates all these things. Cause you have this distance with like somebody where you don't have the true love in a way that yeah. real connection deep like yeah. cuz i know for a fact i call my mother right now yeah. my mom would chat me but whatever yeah. uh, hey mom found a great spaghetti spot my mom would talk with me cuz i knew my mom would spend all my time you with know, me. it's I, that's i never thought of it this way mm. is that you know oh it took the parents away and and it's not specific to that situation in canada it's a common cultural manipulation like mao did it in china yep. stalin did it People are trying to do it in America now, actually, where they, they disintegrate the family unit. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like there's a lot of people going back to homeschooling now because they're like, what, what the hell are you teaching my kid? And I think as long as you're not an abusive, if you're a parent who cares enough about their kid that they don't want to get brainwashed, regardless sure of what you believe. You're, you're pr- yeah, we won't get into that yet. Um, we, we, it's so important. The parents, the ones who care, know their kids best, right? And regardless of whether you believe their beliefs or not it the family unit to some degree is super important and when society whether it be to natives or anyone takes that away you get historically not very good situations no you get like i i, I worked with like troubled youth and yeah. had to help with like uh, getting kids taken out because of my martial arts background and yeah. stuff like that just you know i would be able to be like they give me the kids that were really violent yeah and it's weird because he's like this kid's like 50 pounds you're scared of him and they just don't want to be in that scared moment of like talking to the cops well why did you get in a fight with a teenager yeah and i'm like well he attacked me first yeah and he needs to learn that people especially in my culture i'm kind of off shooting a bit yeah. but it's like there is it, no off shooting well <laughs> I, I am in this case we're gonna stick with it, but it's like i need to this kid to learn because i know he's not gonna go to not gonna go get a wicked job jump into normal canadian society yeah it's probably gonna go back and try to live in poverty yeah i need him to understand that hey man you can't just talk shit about this guy this guy's nhl game yeah and how much of a pussy he is because that guy might just get up and hit you with a coffee can yeah he don't care yeah he go back to jail so you have to understand like you can't push people because for the regular world they're like you can't hit me and i'm like oh i very can hit you yeah. there's consequences after don't get me wrong cops yeah. will figure it out but you still have to live through me grabbing that grabbing a ladder and smashing you like yeah. it's tlc3 yeah and that's what i kind of had the kids to understand because that's where we grow up that's that existence but it was that existence was grown because you know the kids you couldn't meet your parents and your parents are super depressed because you know part of being a parent in my culture and literally in my culture is teaching your kids how to survive in the woods and all that stuff. Yeah. And, that, and that's very much a mentorship program. It's yeah. not school. Yeah. It's like, just how did you learn all that? Oh, I hung out with my dad all the time. And my dad showed me how to do all that. Yeah. You know, he taught me math and or whatever it is, is, which always makes me laugh when people talk shit on the, on house homeschooling. Homeschooling is fine. You just have to socialize yeah. your kids. Yeah, super important. Socialize your kids yeah. somehow. <laughs> Take them, you got to go to a martial arts class, a sport, yeah. or go to piano, or whatever, some type of after school activities. Yeah. Because the socializing is what makes homeschool kids bad. Yeah. It, that's the only thing. But because, you know, rich, rich people do it all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I got well, a super awesome tutor. They, uh, they turn out 
sometimes good, but it's basically they get access to the best education yeah, possible. Because I don't believe everyone should be a teacher. Just because no. you want to be a teacher doesn't mean it, no. It's a real. It's a skill. Yeah, with I the know. internet now, like there is a potential to allow the best people in the world to teach mm. a larger group of people. And it's just, I feel too many people get into teaching for the wrong reasons. And I had a lot of shitty teachers. I'm one of those kids who, uh, I, you know, I, my talents were squandered in the public school system. Uh, Cause I was the loudmouth kid who was intelligent. I didn't play by the rules, but I got decent grades. Not great. Not yeah. good enough that people enough are like, to be oh, left alone. but they're like, we don't know what to do with this kid because he's obviously smart, but he doesn't want to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. He doesn't cause enough trouble that we can be like, kick him out. But he's annoying because I challenge them intellectually. Like, I remember I had an English teacher. I'm like, what is the educational value of the thing that you're making us do right now? Because I knew it was a babysitting thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? What in your teacher manual? What are like, why are we doing this? For your education. And they're just like, shut up and do your work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I could have been so much more. But that's, I think, to the point about mentorship you're making it's i'm learning now like i didn't have mentors growing up at all and because i've developed you know you know me my personality a lot of people find me difficult but you know i really those guys too, don't worry. yeah I, I i i really think it's like oh you need good mentors whether it be par- ideally parents but in our world that's not always possible so just the opportunity because the school systems here at least have taken away teachers mentorship either because they don't want to or they're not allowed to or they can't interfere or they're just not skilled enough as yeah. human beings. Or, or people freak out about getting too close to an adult. Yeah, yeah. Kids well, there's too a whole lot. <laughs> no, just seeming that way. I made fun of one of the guys who used to teach, Jesse, he was in the high school. Because the high school team, again, anybody could join. Just remember, no pee-pee touch. Yeah, yeah, none of that. This is boundaries. But no, he was this, he was this ginger kid, good-looking kid, really awesome. And like he didn't have anyone to wrestle with. He's a big, strong, twelve grade twelve kid, just throwing everybody. So I wrestle with him during school, and I always made fun of him. I'm like this would never happen if you were a girl. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? I couldn't hang out with like an eighteen year old ginger athletic specimen kid because <laughs> yeah. we would go have a hamburger after or something yeah. like that. I was like that would be allowed. Meter stick distance. Yeah. If it's a girl. <laughs> well, Two meter that sticks. That would be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I actually felt bad for a lot of the girls that were on that wrestling team because yeah. they wanted to be really good. And I'm like, yeah. I I don't think I'm allowed to wrestle you yeah. right now. Now, other than the, yeah, other than the physical differences, uh, obviously the coach issue is there's a thing is that you have to just treat them like a member of the team. Oh, yeah. Right. We can't, I'm not going to get into the whole gender stuff, but. Well, I'm I'm native, man. I believe in the two spirit system. You know, I'm just like, no, you're still a human being to begin with. Oh, no, not that. that I I mean, as the competitive, like taking people who were men who transitioned and they destroy the whole women's team like that, that I have an issue with. I do have an issue because that's not safe. Yeah, that's and, my point. Yeah, right? and I just go like, well, I'm here to prote- I'm here to protect people as martial arts. Yeah, if you, yeah. We protect people foremost. Yeah, there is competitive fighting. Yeah, but at the at your heart, you should be protecting people, yeah. and I don't think that's okay. Yeah, and and but that's why I see like when I train with girls, uh, obviously you have to make sure they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, I just treat them like anybody else, and I just assess men or women how strong are they, how much resistant. There is a girl who in the community, jiu-jitsu, who's really good. Mm. Uh, she's purple belt now. I'm not going to drop names. Mm. Um, There's a few. I've and met, yeah. she is really aggressive. Mm. You may know who it is. Oh. And uh, they're always like, John, why are you going so hard with me? I'm like, because you're going hard. Like, yeah, I actually have to off, try. Man. Like, you're trying yeah. to kill me. Trying to take <laughs> it out. So yeah. I'm going to go hard. But I, like, I base it, whether you're a man or a woman, based on how much resistance are you giving me. 
to me, I'm just training with the person. And then, uh, like, I, I'm sorry, ladies, in grappling, you might actually have accidentally have your chest touch. As a guy, like, accident, not, not talking about grabbing, that's inappropriate. No. But just the transitioning position and your hand ends up there. And my approach, I just ignore it. Because if you don't make a big deal out of it, and they don't make a big deal out of it, it's not a big deal. I've always just said it's combatives. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm in a fight and I grab your boob, well, I'm yeah. an idiot because my hand's on your chest. Yeah. You'll take advantage. Yeah, well, you of take position. it off, but it's like, oh, I, I swept them. No, and I take the advantage of that position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I shouldn't be here, you yeah, know, yeah. like, kind of stuff like that. It's just, I'm using my body as a weapon. Yeah. It's not something that, you know, so it just, I've always seen it that way. And if I'm training, again, I've trained all my people to be combative blue belts. I'm like, I'm, if you, someone jumps you in the yeah. street, <laughs> I want you to have skill sets to deal with that scenario. Yeah. And that's going to be part of that scenario. Now, obviously, it's, there's there is inappropriate, but yeah, oh, that, no, there that is, line's easy. There to is find. definitely that line is easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they look very uncomfortable? Other than you're squishing them, that's different. But you, if you're intuitive, you can tell. Like, oh, yeah, not like, like unfortunately for me, with the residential system, like that's one of the biggest issues. Was a lot of kids came back sexually abused yeah. to parents who didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Well, I and, think nobody knew how to deal with that in the past. It's only uh, a more recent. Day yeah, well, even have, me as a kid, like I was sexually abused, and yeah. it's, I understand it, and I feel that sense with people, and I go like, "Oh, you're not cool." Yeah. The one girl I taught, she didn't want to be touched by men at yeah, all, yeah. and I had that's to really, and I had to really yeah. work with her because I'm like, you know, I understand that this is a phobia or something that's yeah. real traumatic, and I, I have empathy with you, but what I want to teach you is how not to be touched. Yeah. So I do, we do need to unfortunately touch yeah. and work together as best we can. And I got, got her through some stuff and yeah. she kind of made balance for herself, yeah. but it was like, bear in mind, this is going to help you have yeah. people not be in your space. Yeah. You know? I've definitely <laughs> had that. Like my personality issues, I mm-hmm. struggle teaching those kind of people. And I, for me personally, I usually say, like, I think you need to work with the therapist yeah. you first. Find- that help can help you Gotta break through some lines yeah. first. CBT yeah. is a really good form of that, but I wish more therapists would work with martial artists and work with schools. There's this, I've had situations where on my end, they're making crazy good progress. Mm-hmm. Their technique is coming along. They're getting used to training with different people. Yeah. And they all of a sudden outside of class, not even in class, apparently they had some anxiety attack and the therapist like stop training. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? These, some of these therapists, I'm sorry, are cowards. No, no, I, I have anxiety right? and depression yeah. too. I need to train. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, fought, I fought today. Like I trained today. I want to be in good shape, but I feel great. Yeah. Like I'm going like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Because yeah. it's like the level of like literally dealing with somebody in front of you trying to kick you in the face yeah. and someone just looking at you, talking to you. It's like, yeah. this is not the same. Yeah. Like, the threat level is just not here. Yeah, on that, I mean, actually, well, I've always dealt with depression, but I'm actually mm-hmm. learning in, because uh, of COVID, I yeah. actually have... I have social and like really bad social anxiety. Oh. I, I, I don't like that. It doesn't seem like it. And a lot of my students would be shocked because I'm in my element here, yeah, 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 yeah. but like I'm realizing I don't deal with people like well, and it's probably to do with anxiety. Right. And I unfortunately like the statement as an outright truism, just be physical and stay healthy. will cure your depression is actually not true for everybody. And unfortunately, I am one of those people that being physical doesn't fix the problem. It's through a long journey and some medication. And for me, I'm not on it anymore that actually helped with that. Mm. For a lot of people, being physical, though, will and staying healthy will solve the problem mm. a lot of the time. But there, you also have to learn the mental coping skills to deal with it. Uh, now, so what I was saying, like that therapists are cowards, is yes. like a lot of do- doctors, 
I, have you ever been through rehab? No, I've never had a good therapist. They've always kind of just wanted to talk yeah. about. Don't, they don't push the boundaries enough. And because I they just don't never came out of it with what do I need to do? Yeah. They're not allowed yeah. to tell you yeah. what to do. Like, give me a pro, give me a plan yeah. as to how to get this figured out. Yeah. You know, like, cause I, I, I've read enough reading about like mental issues. Like people have phobias of spiders yeah. and they'll say, Hey, in, they'll like exposure therapy. Yeah. Like, in that room over there is a spider. Yeah. We're safe in this room. Yeah. And eventually you get close to where like, Hey, it's in the box. It's in the yeah. room. You get to the box. There's a spider there. You open it. Oh, there's a exposure spider. therapy it starts works. Cause you get to learn how to control the environment. That's yeah. why one of the reasons I got into martial arts is control of violence. Yeah, I can yeah. control violence in my background. Violence was something everyone would just threaten you yeah. to begin with. So understanding how to control the violence and then using that lesson to be like, hey, well, if they fight me, I know how to deal with that. And then you learn how to control the violence verbally. Yeah. And then it starts. Oh, I suck. I just play the crazy card. <laughs> <laughs> if I realize they can out crazy me, I'm gone already. <laughs> I usually just play the laissez-faire. Like, well, we could fight if you want. I don't want to because yeah. I'd rather talk this out with you. And then they kind of, it's like you ask, they don't, because when you get challenged to a fight, it's aggressive. You know, you get to call the name and there's some kind of aggressive posturing. But if someone's yeah. like just really chill and they're like, well, we'll fight if you want. If that's yeah. what's really going to make you feel better. Yeah. And then they kind of go like, does it get, I don't know. It's like it's Jedi stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's personality. Like, as I said, like I'm only realizing this year like mm, oh shit yeah. i actually have severe social anxiety in dealing with social it's always a situations. hard hit take yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm like i have a tendency and now avoidance is a good thing like i probably even in my youth could have been in a lot worse situations but i always recognize mm, i just pissed that person off and they're not a nice person i'm gonna leave now but i i just don't put myself in situations that I'm going to be and that's one strategy but the more you go out and all over the place it's like oh no maybe I'm gonna really have to deal with this issue yeah. uh, in order to interact with people in a way that's likable <laughs> yeah I don't know if I do any good job at it or all, yeah. but I just I just know that it's part of me and I just have to be happy as I can be yeah. like my, uh, Bibi hates it because yeah. what I do when I get anxious I start to just have fun yeah. and it's not serious enough yeah. we're fighting let's go be serious focus you know? yeah. and I'm like, kill each other yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like <laughs> You know, like, uh, he, he's, he lives on a different level, though. Champions live on a different realm. Oh, he's not realm. just a champion. Yeah, they he's live on a different realm. Like, he had a speech to us before his training. He's like, you're here, you, you submit, you tap, no shame. In a fight, you tap, it's shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Life or death, it's yeah, uh, very yeah. different. If you take that life or death mentality into the ring, mm -hmm. it will actually... Well, it can help and hinder your performance. If you have the skill and you're calm enough, but you're like, for those about to die, we salute you. It can really help you. But if you go in like blindly swinging, I'm going to fuck this. You're going to lose if the guy has right. much more control over themselves. Mike Tyson's coach said it best, actually. Customato, yeah. where he yeah, said yeah. it's like fire. You yeah. know, if you control it, it'll cook your food. It'll warm your house. But if you let it go out of control, it'll burn your whole house down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the best way I always describe that, that kind yeah. of feeling. But I, I have been too laissez-faire. When, like, when, when I fought Daniel for the title last time, I was yeah. just too, too chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too chill. Should have been more get in his face, let's get into a fight. And then after some exchanges, then kind of chill, relax, yeah. right? But, well, that's the psychology of fighting. Like yep. uh, when I did World Masters, I uh, made a mistake. And I should have made it to the podium, but I made a mistake mm -hmm. well, that I regret to this day. But whatever, I've learned from it. But as long the, as you learn. But yeah. the thing that I really learned is that I, in competition up until that point, was competing not to lose mm. rather than and so it's stalling a, yeah, yeah yeah rather than competing to win yeah, yeah, and yeah. it is a very common very common problem yeah i always roll to win that's always been my problem like yeah. i always look for a sub i've yeah. never unless i'm chilling with you like you're saying rolling with women yeah. if i'm way stronger than you i'm gonna let you have time to figure something out yeah. but 
if we're if it's we're kind of the same size and we're just go 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 like today I was rolling lows on I'm gonna get you yeah. as soon as I can and I'm gonna try I'm gonna get rid of this position I'm gonna get at you because I don't I have too many like native heroes you know like crazy horse all those crazy those dudes were just yeah. like this let's just win <laughs> Isn't it a crazy horse american right yeah yeah he was a sioux yeah, yeah. And he's crazy as shit man yeah so that's that's something that i i find frustrating personally as a non-native but in general yeah. it's just people don't understand context like i find in canada like if i'm talking to a non-native in mm-hmm. canada they're gonna talk about natives in canada like they're talking about the natives in the states right and i'm like you know they're different yeah. right just, just don't call out the Blackfoot. They're the same. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's part of the confusion is there's yeah. so many They're tribes. They're actually the reason why we have the J Treaty. Yeah. Cause I can, what is the J Treaty? Well, I, my, I got my tattoo work here is Navajo. Yeah. So my part of being carrier, I, I, we're cousins with the Navajo. Yeah. Like we have kind of the same language, which is crazy. Yeah. So I like can the go. The confusing yeah, one. So, I love that language. <laughs> Anyways, but I can go visit them. I can cross the border land. Yeah. Flight, they still freak out because of terrorism. But yeah, I yeah. can cross the border with just my status card yeah. and I'm going to visit and with the Blackfoot they live basically Alberta and North Dakota I guess I what don't know <laughs> uh, no, that's North what, South it, Dakota yeah, yeah, yeah. Idaho with Alberta and all that but anyways we, they can cross because they yeah. have families so they literally like oh my cousin lives just over there but there's this invisible international border yeah. so they, they have the thing that's the J Treaty which is you can pass through back and forth and you can work I can work in America yeah. I can get my card and everything and yeah. do all that stuff yeah. and that's just one it's one of the many intricacies of the country that just People yeah. don't understand. It's confusing as hell. Like, for, for well, for example, is like, yeah, we we just loosely discussed the residential school. Well, they couldn't prove who was Blackfoot Canadian, who's Blackfoot American, yeah. legitimately, right? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, so for example, like the way the American treated up until the residential schools in Canada, the way Canada dealt with natives was very different than the way America, in the sense, like the original people coming to Canada actually created a whole new band, the Métis, and they they worked quite well together until I, as I say, I really think it's the church's influence came in and, you know, industrialization and they wanted to modernize everything versus in the States. There was like active, like kill these motherfuckers. Like, uh, to be fair, some of the native tribes were very aggressive, but not all of them. Uh, and it depends which and where. Uh, and I find it if, we, if like as a non-native, if we want to discuss this, we need to discuss this honestly on all levels mm. And when, especially in Canada, people, I just, I'm sorry, Canadians have their heads up at the ass about how educated they are and how much they know the world. And I find so many Canadians confuse Canadian history. I granted it's pretty boring uh, with American history. Like our prime minister talking about guns when he's referencing the States. It's like everyone's like, whoa, you're the prime minister of Canada. Why are you talking about what happened in the States? And I find with native stuff, they're already confusing, but people compound it with what's going on in America and here. Now, with the cross-border thing, it makes it even more confusing. Yeah, but it also is like with the states, they just they made this smart move on their opinion. Like if you just want to go, you know, we talk about like the Mongols conquering yeah. um, everything. <laughs> uh, the one that's really sad was Iraq. Yeah. They just burned it to the ground, basically. It's yeah. super tragic. If that was recent, it'd just yeah. be like... Well, I actually, and some people might find this controversial, but it's coming from Dan Curlin, so leave me alone, is that mm-hmm. uh, the whole idea of Islam as a scientific nation... While true, they came up with zero. Uh, the Mongols basically wiped out that whole class of Islam. And yeah, unfortunately, they've been recovering brutally, ever since. And brutally, yeah. yeah, it's really sad. Like yeah. I, that's how I feel for like anyone's from Iraq. You know, cause yeah. I, I kind of like always want to find the connection with everybody. Yeah, you know, like any anybody. I, 
nobody got out scot-free yeah you know maybe the brits i don't know <laughs> but, uh, not anymore yeah but like it's but like so i kind of connect to that with that because everybody will connect if we talk heritage with each other yeah. you know like it's like oh yeah so you're your rock hey man I, yeah i had a situation like that too you know like but i didn't have the mongols come yeah. and burn us down it was yeah. the white guys but um yeah but it's what it is with the states they just declared war yeah and people did fight back. That's yeah. why they fought back so aggressively because yeah, yeah. it was like, this is war. Yeah. That's the, like the command, all of the Comanche and the Apache, they had a nice war with each yeah, other. Yeah. And that, that's something I, people bring up. It's like, you do like, there's an image of the peace loving native yes. while true for a lot of tribes is not true for all tribes. Oh, no. Mohawk. Well, yeah. There's a reason why they have their own passports. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are on your own. <laughs> they get, they get their own space because they're like, no, we want our own space. Yeah. We keep our own space. Yeah. <laughs> the six nations is powerful. Baby. Yeah. Like scalping, for example, that like actually that. white people do that first oh they did yeah and yeah. the natives start taking oh, okay i did not know that uh well it made sense because yeah. you know they natives long beautiful hair yeah how is prove to me you've killed a native guy yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay that makes sense and then the natives were like oh, okay well one they do it to us but two the yellow hair yeah it just kind of became a thing right yeah. it's a sad, sad sad it's actually weird that in all cultures everywhere people have this preference towards lighter skin and i don't know whether that's because of when the globalization started to happen, it was, it was white people that were more affluent and more technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. No, because in some places, like in Asia, lighter skin was considered beauty because it meant you didn't have to work in the fields, and yeah, that's got just, nothing to do with white people. There's class war. Yeah, just, I guess, you, yeah, you in that sense. To, you, oh, you, you, you don't do nothing. Yeah. You must have some kind of situation. That's why for a time being uh, fat and unhealthy was, is, was preferable for, because it meant you were wealthy, but now... It's not a great thing. <laughs> no, you got to be lean. I mean, it never was a great thing. Be but, lean and mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they, they just declared war. And then they, that way would, they could use the age old human tradition of divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. So I won this. Right, it's going on nowadays too. Yeah, I won this. this. Like, yeah. you know, that's how Russia took the Chimera from Ukraine. Which was, I just like, everyone should have been like, no. And they're just like, we don't want to go to war. Forget oh, it. Poor Ukraine. Eh? Ukraine yeah. always gets the short stick. Yeah, no one really wants to defend them. <sighs> I love Ukrainians. Though, man. Yeah. Like, I love their history. I was, I was engaged to a Ukrainian. Oh, yeah. So I like, I, t- I got to force. Now to there's learn more. a story. <laughs> I got to, I got forced to learn more, yeah. but I just, after I learned more, I'm like, man, Ukraine just got yeah, it's in short. the middle of everything. That's probably why we got together. I'm native, you know, Ukraine. Yeah. She's had that same kind of Trump, Yeah. but it was, um, but yeah, they got the rough piece of that. Yeah. But anyways, with Canada, there wasn't really war. There was yeah. lots of togetherness yeah. and working together. For a long time, how, actually. How Canadian yeah. we are, right? Yeah. And British Columbia especially, because that's why there's there's treaties now, but they're all modern treaties, yeah. which really bite everybody's goat. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't think it'll ever happen, but the West Vancouver Treaty, whenever that comes around, yeah. it's going to be ridiculous because there's million-dollar homes oh, on yeah, native yeah. land. How's that, how's that going to work? <laughs> how's it going to work? Yeah, do you got, because I would say... If I was running, if I was chief, I would argue till I died yeah. to be like, you know what? You could just keep it all, but I would love to do the property tax. That's yeah. all I want. Not yeah. even previous property tax starting after this treaty. Yeah. So like when, you know, when you go through your bills at night and you go, oh, we got to pay the property tax for my million dollar home in yeah. West Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, that's the Michael smart Bublé decision. Michael Bublé going to give me money. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's like, you know, in New Zealand, like I'm not an expert in New Zealand, but my understanding. Uh, Maori was, Brothers. Yeah. They basically said to the natives. Yeah, we didn't handle so well. Here's all of your money. You're on your own. And apparently a lot of them have done very well because once they realized this, they oh, hand in, hand out, hand in, hand out, hand in. And they said, no, you're responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. For most part, it turned out pretty good, right? Yeah, now that's a- not always going to be the case. No, there's but- a sadness. Like a friend of mine's from New Zealand. She said there was like this beautiful golf course and yeah. it got handed back to the Maori. It yeah. just destroyed. Yeah. Just well, when I'm, not in it, I, I'm not saying I love golf or anything, but they could have 
they mismanage that yeah. that gold mine of this beautiful golf yeah, course yeah. like japanese dudes oh yeah. they come down if they just managed it properly it would work native culture is big on this and i hate it yeah. brand politics is bullshit yeah. because you get somebody who can just bully manipulate people and have no education whatsoever yeah. talking to gold mining companies yeah. on hey how, well, so you guys want a percentage or whatever like i i was at band meetings because as a member you can go to the meetings and yeah. yell and scream at each other yeah. And I've always said, like, no, just do a, do a property tax. Tell, tell them they can have it all. But I yeah. want every log leaving that territory, yeah. we get 10 bucks yeah. or whatever the heck. And then you sit back and rake it in. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you want certain rights. Like, um, Hunting, yeah, that's yeah. always going to be a thing. Yeah, like that. Because well, to this day, like, I could, you, they could take everything away from me, all yeah. my money. So you debt, you're done. I'm allowed through my rights to have my rifle, and I can yeah. go live in the woods. Yeah, now that's because I hunt too, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely familiar with what the rules are for natives in Canada with regards to hunting. It's basically 24 seven. Yeah. Just hunt. Yeah. Because no, because you remember it's your right to live. That's yeah. how it was argued for in every different treaty and every yeah. sat down, every native dude, every old native dude. I want to His wife was like, we need to hunt. Yeah. Now see, here's my issue and with fish, that. And fish. I 100% agree if you're subsistence living, but I've been out hunting and I see natives they're not subsistence living. Some do, some don't. Yeah, and, and there is a theory. There's a couple theories as to why uh, the buck population is like scattering and, and, the, and the elk population mm. in BC is scattering. One of them is oh, that... Meant, uh, caribou, I hate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Elk. The, there's one idea that, and based on what I've seen, it could be true is that some natives are overhunting and not managing the population. Another theory is, is the cougars are not being hunted enough and are taking out stuff. Cause like every time I go out and everyone I talk to is like, it's getting harder and harder and hunt in BC. And the other, oh, the other one is that the BC, BC is not managing shit properly. I believe that more because they have way too much authority. Yeah. They can tell you to see, it makes me laugh. There's, there's, there's a, an over belief system in native hunting. Yeah. In what sense? <laughs> That we're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a 300 pound guy who's been living off of Cocoa Puffs trying to hunt yeah. is not necessarily. Like, yeah, like my cousin, uh, uh, Kyle, amazing hunter. He's yeah. awesome at it. Like, I, I, I go out, I want to go with him. Like, I'm, yeah. I make a point. Like, when are you going? I'm going to jump in the truck with him. But, like, um, other people in my community, they're just not good at it. Yeah. And it's because they've lost it or they just, like, it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. They were taught. I was there. Yeah. You know, my cousins, I don't throw their names out. <laughs> you don't well, do they it. won't listen. Sean and Adrian know better. Yeah. They, they were with me. We went out together. We knew that stuff. It just, you got to want to do that. You well, gotta, hunting in BC is fucking hard without yeah. a car. Like, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like my Uncle Ernie. He only wants to do it with horses. Yeah. So, well, actually, horses is better. Like, but you go out for like a week. I yeah. mean, like, it's, yeah. Well, no, I go out with my girlfriend yeah. and, like, I'm not, I don't want to strap a fucking elk on my back and hike 10K. Oh, I'm not, I don't want to do that. See, this is why it's hard to find some native guys because, you know, if you catch something. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I can do it, but I know based on my military experience, I'm going to slow everyone down. It's rough life. Um, so, like, common in BC hunting to drive the logging roans and get off and walk for a bit and track something and, and then go in and then yeah. back. Yeah. Some guys got a bougie setup with, like, yeah. uh, uh, it's on the bed of their truck where yeah. they pull the quad off and yeah. everything. And it's got yeah, a yeah. rig and everything. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, oh, I have a Tacoma, so I actually can go pretty hardcore with yeah. that thing. I've gone on ATV trail. I've gone on trails. I'm like, I don't know how, because I, I don't, it's a long, long bed, so I don't have the short turn. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, this thing is like insane what you can do with the Tacoma. Yeah, I got to get one of those one day. But they, it doesn't go into everything. Like uh, ATVs, you definitely, if you really want to go deep, you either need to yeah, have it or. Yeah, it's got a good, some guys have amazing setups. And yeah. just. I, I just I blame conservation because they have too much power yeah. and like you can 
And then I blame the band offices. Yeah. Because if conservation, yeah, this is laziness. Conservation can be like, oh, hey, I saw native guy A shoot that moose. Yeah. Probably shot a cow and I would punch him out for that. I've why, done before. Why is that? You need more moose, dude. You can't yeah. kill the cow moose. So what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, you know, I always tell him, I was like, like, I literally got an argument with somebody and that's why I punched him out. Cause I was calling, I was basically calling him a pussy. Yeah. He was going after women, man. That's how you are. <laughs> whatever. And then we got something expanded, expanded. Yeah. And then like he hit me and I hit him, hit him back. Yeah. Well, and with moose and like, cause you know, I listened to Steve Ronella's hunting podcast and they're talking about like elk, elk population in the mm. States. It was almost wiped out in areas and yet they thrive because they're doing a different strategy. And what I believe it is you're allowed to, you're allowed to hunt the younger bucks, but not the older ones. While as in BC, you can only hunt the older ones. They're hard to get. That's why. Well, first of all, yeah, I've never seen one. <laughs> I've saw, I, uh, I think I told you a story once where I saw like three yeah. all together and I just wanted them to come out a little more. Yeah. They could sense my bloodlust. Yeah. And it was, I've, was I've seen elk, but I haven't seen like a big oh. immature uh, male. I can't talk too hard. Cause it's going to sound like every hunting story you ever heard. It was yeah. the biggest elk yeah. you yeah. ever saw. <laughs> And it's just like, funny enough, during elk season, not elk anywhere. After elk season, we went back up after more deer, two or three herds. It's They're like, so smart. Son of a bitch. They're so smart. That's why you got to have a native guy, just to be yeah. like, for that one little weird spot, yeah. just get, get your kill. You know what But no, see, I blame conservation. I blame bands. Conservation can 100% report someone to the band. Yeah. Just take his name, who he was. He did that. Take it to the band. The band can then progress like charges. Yeah. They can be like, oh, I need you to stop or will socially get you to stop because yeah. through the culture yeah. or literally say like, well, we need him to not do it because he's, I really can't, I'm, I'm terrible because I, I, I'm, I don't have the literature, like the legal ramifications to how band offices do it, yeah. but they have the power to protect the nation. Yeah. So you got one guy killing everything. Yeah. He's not protecting the nation. Yeah. So they can tell him, Hey man, we're going to do find you, try to arrest you, find a way because yeah. you're you're endangering our livelihoods. So there's just laziness between infrastructures. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's my uh, dislike of government is they just get too big and they get too complicated and there's too much nonsense. Mm. I despise it. And I will have a tendency, unless they're like an outright psychopath, I'm going to have a tendency to almost always side with the right government, uh, right of center because of my belief that that's a better way to govern overall. And I know there's issues with people on the right side. Like I hate the whole religious integrating into, into policy and stuff. Mm -hmm. It yeah. drives me nuts, nor should it. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's like, I just never see a hundred years from now it ever going well if we have big governments everywhere. And I see that's what's going, being pushed now. And actually, you know, smaller bands and smaller decentralization. And hey, in this region, we want, that's how the natives did it forever. And I'm like, you guys should be on board with that, you know? It's just yeah. not going to well, go my, well. My band in particular wants to be very independent. So yeah. I'm sticking with that. And then there's the Six Nations, like I said. They're right tight to those big city centers like Toronto yeah. and Montreal. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're on our own. We're yeah. doing our own thing. Yeah. So that's why they're really, they're smart. They get the UN on their side. They don't go to Canada yeah. for shit. The Mohawks, they always go like, but Canada's doing this. They don't go to you know the government. Like, you guys need to stop. They go right to like, who's above Canada? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good question in Canada. Like, what's going on? Like, it doesn't matter what political party gets in. They're always like, we're going to help the natives. And then nothing happens. It's always the joke. Because but one thing, too, native white people have this fantasy. And I have to say white people. Cause like no matter what do you like, mean with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that hard, <laughs> looking right at you. As he's um, white as fuck. Me? No way, man. Wait for the sun to come, baby. <laughs> um, Which actually confuses a lot of people. Yeah. 
Well, there's a well, crazy horse was actually very light skinned. Yeah, and he's like the native of all natives, yeah. right? So, but it just doesn't matter. Any case, um, but with uh, with white people, they just have this kind of sense of belief. I almost forgot what we're talking about. That oh, just that. Yeah, like, and like, what, what's why do you think what's going on that these problems aren't like the no water thing. For example, as it, oh, the most they prom- believe there's not many of us. They believe yeah. we're going away. It's yeah. this, it's this Hollywood thing, the last Mohican. Yeah. You know, so they're like, oh, how many natives are there really? And they get what? How much money? Yeah. that's too much money for that. And Go like, outside do- of city centers. You're everywhere. And then, yeah, and then two, <laughs> the Indian Act is trying to get rid of native people. Yeah, like this argument. Me and um, the argument was the way I described it to like you know my ex fiance was that um, I said, hey, you know, when you become Canadian, if you marry me, you're gonna be half Ukrainian. Yeah. She looked at me like she had punched me in the face right then and there. No, and I was not. like, and I'm like, well, dude, that's what they say to me. They say, hey, well, how native are you? Yeah. You can't be 100%. Yeah. You're not full 100 native. Yeah. And I'm like, but I grew up under the mountain. My people have been my entire life. Yeah. How am I not 100% native? Because if they get rid of the natives, they don't got to pay for them in all those government programs. Yeah. That's why there's this blood quantum shit in the States. Yeah. Too. They're trying to like, oh, well, you can't be. And I, so because of that. You kind of move to all these problems where, like, white people just think they're all going away. Yeah. They're pushed out to the middle of nowhere to do all this stuff. So they're trying to lower that budget yeah. of, like, oh, we need water. It's going to cost this much. It's like, yeah. oh, how do we justify that? They're in my prefecture yeah. or whatever, you know, or, or, or like my running, my riding or whatever. And it's like, well, they need water, you know, and it's like they're way up there. Why are they up there? Well, we put them there. Yeah. Obviously, of Nunavut or whatever. If you go further, some places are just like, you couldn't have, none of it's cool because they didn't even try to reserve that spot. Yeah. They were just like, well, we don't really want any of this. It's all nothing up there. Yeah, so it's really like a native province, which yeah. is super cool. Well, it is now, yeah. Well, Very much think, so. I remember in the 90s when they did that. Yeah. Well, they did that, but I mean, like, they have their own native government, natives in government. Very well, because it, you know, it used to be Northwest Territories, yeah, yeah. and then they split it. Yeah. And then created none of it yeah. so that they had their own semi-autonomous province. Yeah, and it's, it's good for them. Yeah. It's already, no, you just I, have to live up there. <laughs> oh, but they can, right? Because yeah. they have those, like, uh, like you're going back to Dan Carlin, they have those special abilities, you know, yeah. like from your race. So, you know, well, like, I'm actually, a dwarf, so I'm good at this. It's scientifically proven <laughs> that, uh, and I heard an argument about what to call them, and it actually depends regionally. Eskimo versus in- Inuit. Yeah. It's Eskimo's a real. Thing. You just got to make sure you call them Eskimo Eskimo. Y- y- yeah, you got to be in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. to say. So, like, yeah. that's why, you know. Yeah, don't be calling a crip of blood, yo. Yeah, <laughs> like, when I was uh, younger, they're like, don't call them Eskimo, it's racist. But it's like, actually, there's parts of Canada where they prefer to be called that, and parts of Alaska where they don't, and parts of this, and this. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I was told that when I was a kid, don't call them that. And then when I actually listen to people who actually give a shit, they're like, well, it depends. It was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny because when I was first nations rep i had to hang out with the pride center a lot and they always loved me and i always told them i was like i don't have any like new progressive by pride you mean like that like pride gay or yeah the 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 lbg i don't want to miss i'm not doing the whole thing i don't even try either (laughs) i know and i was very resistant to their bullshit and i will say it's bullshit like no because i come in this with this old ancient two-spirited idea yeah and i met this i met this um Dude, and he was, he was becoming a woman and became a woman. Wanted to be yeah. called Karen. Yeah. And I walked in and I called Hilariously Liz. wanted to be called Karen. I'm not even lying. Yeah. <laughs> it was CH, too. This was before Karen. Well, that's different, yeah. Anyways, super nice person. He played guitar. Awesome. Liked him. And, you know, became her. Yeah. And I walked in and I made a mistake and kind of got upset with me. And I was like, well, hey, you can correct me. Yeah. If you want to be called what you want to call, I will change for yeah. you. I don't care. That that's actually my so, like, problem. Native some attitude, native people yeah. will legit be like, oh, I don't care you call me Indian, I don't care. Some people are like, Don't call me Indian. That's not what we are. Yeah. So what do you want to be called? Yeah. And they go, I've done that to everybody I've ever met and then yeah. it's worked out great for me. Yeah. Just adjust to who you meet. That's that's <laughs> my main issue with that. Like I take a scientific approach and you see some of these like 
it's a little off topic, but the, mm. the, the actual scientists studying like sex and gender, mm. what the actual ones saying, the ones who really know what they're talking about, is very different than what you're getting in the public. Uh, and an example was in medical literature, there is historic precedence for men uh, wanting to become women, but there's not that much literature for women to becoming men. And what they're finding is due to social pressures, a lot of women are transitioning. A lot of teen girls are, are transitioning unnecessarily. And my issue with this whole thing is I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing a civil rights issue right anymore. I'm seeing a bullying issue. Yeah, yeah. And I find that the community is being, everyone is, people lump, become bullies. Once they get enough power, people become bullies. And I take the stance of equal under the eyes of the law. Now, I understand it's not being applied equally. Don't blame the cops. Blame the judges. Yeah. Blame the politicians because the laws are on the books. Equal under the eyes of the law. You're not applying it equal under the eyes of the law. That's the problem. And and it, I don't believe in special treatment based on that. But what I see, obviously, we're get the people who get special treatment are the class, the wealthy. The, the that's who gets it. And then when it comes uh, to always, other stuff, I've always it's described crazy. Um, people who get special treatment is that hey, we all have ten pound bags. Yeah, he has a five pound bag. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, that's not cool. Yeah, then we should all take a pound off our bag. You should, we should all have ten pound bags. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's just what it is, man. We're all we're all in this together. I believe in that shared that shared dis- discipline. Yeah. And all those things. That's why I, when I roll with people or teach people, I'm like, I'm here with you, man. I wake yeah. up and I come to jiu-jitsu with you. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm here to work on you. Well, that's why, right, like, in the dojo, like, yeah. uh, just chill and have yeah, fun. Yeah, like, and... even the guys I taught who are like, I have some really wealthy clients. Yeah. And I told them I taught, got them to do the bowing thing. This yeah. Is, you know, some really, like, strong boys. You know, you're saying wealthy people oh, don't sorry. like to have to, like, uh, uh, bow down to people because they're used to getting what they want. Can you hear? I, I think they just – it's – yeah, they're just not used to it. Yeah. But I tell them, I'm like, no, I'm going to bow to you too because I enjoy teaching. So I'm thanking you for let being yeah. here. You're thanking me for teaching you. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just this respect thing. And I will give you the same amount of respect. Yeah. It's not like I stand and you bow. Yeah. Right? We both bow. We're yeah. giving that equal amounts of respect. Yeah. And I just always push that. It's just this equality. Yeah. I believe in that equality, but equality is very mean yeah. and unfair. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, equality is very unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's like if we have equality, like guys, two hundred pounds. Yeah. I'm one hundred fifty. Well, it's like uh, what, the, what is this? Equality of uh, opportunity, not equality of outcome. I believe in equality of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, you have a chance. Yeah, and that, I think that chance. martial arts, I think, does that because, like, I know a variety of wealthy people. I some have huge chips on their shoulders. Some of them live in delusional bubbles. Yeah. And like, I can't even have conversations with some people. Like I have a family that's very wealthy and I can't have conversations with them because they're like, you're a crazy, like they don't say it to my face because they're nice people, but I know they think I'm a crazy person because I'm like, they're like where are you getting this from? Because in their world, they don't see it. No, it's not in your, it's not in your lexicon or your experience. Yeah. And, and you know, I have no problem with people accumulating wealth. I will tend to butt heads with wealthy people who didn't, earn it themselves and they just sort of jumped in the family and yeah, it's like you got, you got an inheritance yeah now that was actually get, one of my i stopped listening to joe rogan uh, um I, I, religiously yeah everyone i stopped when he kind of had a big shit stink about that about how like he believed that his money shouldn't go to his kids yeah and i'm like oh i think it's okay for you to get that's some what did it help. for you <laughs> i can get you some help yeah like, but, but because like, that's what, that's what messes my culture up. Yeah. We had lots of wealth, yeah. like wealth, which just wasn't 
turned into dollars, yeah. but it was wealth. And yeah. then they're like, but that was taken away from us. Yeah. So we, we didn't have opportunity. Yeah. And then now all these other guys, these white guys, these agreements came in, they got that opportunity of logging companies, farms and all this stuff. And like, Oh, you guys are doing so much better. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I think that's funny. That's the reason I, I, for a time stopped listening. He had a reporter from Russian television. So uh-huh. you'll do uh, Abby Martin. Yeah. Abby Martin is vehemently anti-Israel. And she uh-huh. was, she's saying stuff as a fucking reporter that I know is not true. Uh, that's my only beef with anybody from Israel. If they yeah. talk shit, I'm going like, hey, you got a country, chill. Yeah, you know, and I bring, <laughs> I'm still I, fighting for mine. <laughs> it's, but that's something I've noticed in the native. I was brought that up for a reason. I see a lot of natives posting a lot of anti-Israel, anti-Semitic shit. And I'm like, what chill, the yeah. fuck? They got to chill. I, it's just it's empathy because I get I understand like. You get pushed around too much, man. You're not going to be trustful of the outside yeah. world. Yeah. And like for whatever reason, Jews, they're like, I, oh, I don't, I'm not white. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I can be like, oh, white people, well, not Jews. <laughs> the Jews are in a, a yeah. it's because the way I, for Jews is a very, it's confusing. The way I, I, I call it the Hitler rule. Mm. It's, it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He decided. <laughs> because everybody else would be like, you're not white. You're a Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can get white Jews. You can get black Jews. There's a lot of Ethiopian Jews, for example. There's yeah, yeah, Jews yeah. from the Middle East. There's Jews all over the place. And we, it confuses people. Yeah. We're like the only, too, yeah. we're one of the only groups of people that is a culture and a religion and an ethnic background. And a state. Yeah, and a state. <laughs> which, by the way, I say to anyone, history aside, we won the fucking war. And we <laughs> held the ground. And that's, I, I, I started to take that stance because it's like, we didn't start that war. Mm-hmm. We won it. And you know what? We can play around with all the politics of this agreement versus the British fucked everyone over. We all know it. I'm just going to make up a country with a pencil here. In fact, know, and I have a you. hard time finding it, but there was some document I found once uh, that basically said they gave it to the Jews in the end yeah. because they thought they were going to lose the war and get killed. <laughs> so they didn't actually give a shit because they're like post-World War II. We're like, we don't, we, we don't care. Like, it sucks what happened to them. We have our bigger problems. Yeah, yeah. And There's always some kind of hard reality in there. Yeah, yeah, and nobody expected us to win, and then we kept winning, and then yeah, kept winning. Yeah, and now, true. well, do you like Trump or not? It seems like he kind of goaded the, some of the Middle Eastern countries to be like, hey, can you stop picking fights with Israel and just get along? Yeah, uh, and, it's nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, just, I just believe in that empathy, man. Yeah. We all need a place. And even like I got mad at some of my friends who were Jewish about like um, the issues they have in Israel with some of the other, other ethnic groups. Yeah. And I'm like, but you, that, that, that was you. Yeah. So find some kind of version yeah. where it works, okay? Yeah. And they should say that too. It's my only issue. Well, that's what I say. Both sides only need to play that game. Only issue with yeah. like Muslim, hardcore Muslim people. Well, just, hardcore any religious people, I think. No, because hardcore <laughs> Christian people, I can pull. Yeah. I don't know why. Probably because I'm Catholic. Yeah. But like with, with the, the Muslims, I just want them to just like just go back to being super chill and yeah. let's all just try find a space. Yeah. But then you run into ego and you run into all these things. And, yeah. I, and I just tell them, I go, philosophy, there's a way. Yeah. Philosophically, there is a way. Yeah. You just don't. You have to want to have peace. Yeah, you also <laughs> want to let go of shit. Yeah, you want to have to be like, you know, what, man, I killed my dad, yeah. but I'm gonna let it go yeah. for the future. Yeah, and that's just so hard to do. But well, you know, it's just especially yeah. when it comes to Israel and natives thing. I actually think natives should relate to that more. Is that there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah, people don't know, and it's like I hear stuff coming out. Well, so I served in the IDF. There's people that I served with that are vehemently left-wing because actually a lot of Jews in America in particular don't very much like Israel and its policies. They're actually extremely left-wing. Now, I think they're naive fools the way they act politically because they're supporting people who are sounding a lot more like Hitler than Trump was. Uh, I understand white supremacists were voting for Trump. I got that. We all hate those guys. But 
the policies and the stuff are starting to sound a lot more like Hitler on so the left. That's why education is scary because yeah. I'm the one thing Canada hates. Yeah. I'm an educated native person. <laughs> and one of my favorite, uh, Vindaloo. Well, I would say, to be fair, governments don't like educated people. Anyone educated, people. yeah. But I'm like, I'm in that group that's educated. Yeah. But it's um, that they don't like. Yeah. Uh, and they don't like us not because we're native. Just we have, the, we have them by the balls in a way through yeah. policy and through actual legitimate morality. Yeah. And it's just like they're like having a hard time fighting it. Yeah. It'd be like, well, we don't really want to give you this land, but it's actually kind of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like that's what I – Canadians in general have an issue with native people because they're just on the wrong. Yeah. And they feel like they're going to lose something. Yeah. They feel like, oh, man, I'm going to lose $10 on my paycheck this yeah. week. It just it's not real for you. Well, you know, chill. I think that is a in the native issue in Canada. I have an issue with the half-assed. Like if a band, yeah. if a band says, oh, we want this territory, it's ours, and you want to be your own nation, I'm like, great. You can't play half. You can't be Quebec. Don't be Quebec. We're one foot in, one foot out, and fuck off Quebec. You're stealing money for the rest of the Canada constantly, and you don't contribute much. Other than culture and poutine and that, it's, it's offensive to other Canadians. I know Quebecers are going to be like, you motherfucker, but you're not thinking about the other side. So outside of the major cities, because that's complicated, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to have your territory back. I personally don't have a problem, but then oh. you don't also get to constantly demand money all the time. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. Yeah. But like, it's like my, in my particular nation, ours is huge. Yeah. We're like... 10% of the interior of the, yeah. of the province. Yeah. And I'm like, that's nah, Like uh, geographically oh, or? Yeah, we got so much yeah. land. It is trees and gold mines, and literal gold yeah. mines, and just all kinds of stuff. And just shut down the pipeline right then and there. Be yeah. like, sorry, yeah. go around. <laughs> now, the pipeline issue I found interesting from an. That's like, what's really killing the elk, bro. Sorry. There, bro. Oh, there. And all that stuff, it's the pipeline. That also, I never thought of that. Now, my issue. Because well, they're skittish, right? Yeah. They don't like being, don't like being around oh, noises, the elk are smart. noises and people. Yeah. It's like, you ever seen a wolverine? Not in, not in real life. I have, but I was like so far out in the woods. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure he wanted to come talk to me because he was alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was just, you can't, the, the real animals don't want to be close to us. Yeah. yeah. That's why raccoons aren't well, real. Well, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the pipeline issue is an issue because I saw, I was reading some, obviously there's a lot of native bands vehemently against it, but there was a bunch that were for it. Right, and yeah, I'm like well, so confused about see that. who was for. In what sense? The the chief. Oh, the chief. That yeah, guy. Yeah. Is it just one it. band or is it? There's a bunch of bands like that. Like okay. the well, man, one of the worst bands, one of the worst community bands is Burns Lake. Yeah. Because Burns Lake, uh, guys, you gotta chill. You guys are racist as shit, <laughs> and you gotta wait, chill. Wait, 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 wait. People other than white people can be racist. <laughs> no, well, no, yeah, like natives have a real issue, but it's against yeah. that. It's like almost like that Jew thing. You just yeah. can push so much. I can't trust anybody now. You just get pushed so far to that corner yeah. where it's like, I don't care what you are. If you're not Jewish, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And that's Which, kind of, by the way, is not true for most Jews. No, no. It's even <laughs> like what happened like in the 60s with the, the with black people. Yeah. They really stuck to their own because it was like, I can't even trust you. Wait, yeah. I trust you. Yeah. You know, like it just because it's dangerous. So yeah. it's like a human thing. I describe it as that, not like a political or a choice. It was just a human. Like native people do it to this day. They don't. Why don't you leave the res? Yeah. I don't want to be around people I don't know. Yeah. You know it's really scary, yeah. especially when you're forced to be alone with other yeah. native people with the same problems. Yeah. But um, yeah. So trying remember my own train of thought on that. But just with natives in the pipeline, it's just um, oh yeah, the bands is that the community you get voted in again. You don't have a you don't have a philosophy degree. You yeah. don't have anything that really like you have what you think you know. Yeah. And what you think you know is broken because of this residential school system, the yeah. '60s scoop. All these things about like so have these breakages in things that can see the big picture or the morality or take you away from like 
things bigger than yourself. And the, the mandate of the council and chiefs do better for the community. So like, well, we don't got nothing else going on. This pipeline says they'll give us this kind of jobs. Yeah. It's always an asterisk though, meaning like you, if you test positive for weed, you, you're fired. Yeah. So, so there's always an asterisk of like, okay, are there any native people like this? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. There's always an asterisk. And so they get these, oh, we, so they get to do the political thing and we got jobs, we got X amount of money, we're given opportunity. This is what, our, it's our land, but you know, we have to use our land to get yeah. uh, to work with the community. And they're like, okay. And it's just, but everyone else is like, no, cause it's too much of a risk because yeah. it's getting rid of, it's the water. It's all these other things the, the land itself, uh, access. Yeah. You just don't want a bunch of companies in there messing around. Yeah. And cause they, uh, traditionally will do more than what they say. Oh they're yeah, there of to course. Do. Always. Yeah. You got to pull like the Haida Gwaii, how they rolled where they just put guns to, to people and said, Surprise. get off the Island, get off the Island. That's what happened. They, yeah. they showed up to survey it for the government. And then the sometimes guy, force works. Sorry to say, well, the chief asked them, what are you guys doing here? And they explained it to them like three, four times because of translation. And he's yeah. like, just get out of here. I don't want you doing that here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't care how politely and well you said what you're doing, what you're doing. I don't want you doing it here. Yeah. And that was his right. It was, yeah. his, it was his island. He's yeah. the chief. But that's what the issue is. So some bands will say yes, but they don't really have the community backing. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not like I'm the president. I, I just I have veto power here. Yeah. There's lots limited of, veto power. There's but lots they do. of ways in a, in a, within the band community. If they all got together, says we don't want this pipeline at all. And yeah. I'm gonna we're putting this down, this down. Now, unfortunately, the infrastructure is messed up with the INAC or Indian Affairs or whatever yeah. they changed their name. But you can go to the Indian agent, still the Indian agent. Yeah. You can go to him and you can complain and you can have a process. But those bureaucracy holes are really bad that you just don't have. It's not a good way to go about it. So they're doing what they do, which is we resist. And then they say, well, their their political officials said yes. Yeah. But the people say no. Yeah. And the people are ultimately the ones who make the decision. Yeah. And I agree with them because yeah. it's like I, some people like it. That, and I was so sad. They picked the, like the worst version of a native person. <laughs> I, I, I might know this guy. I'm sorry if I'm, if you, you could just get back to you, but homie's fat. He looks, I swear he had chips on his face when they interviewed him. <laughs> And they're asking him, he's like, I wanted the pipeline to be in here. I'm like, I don't know if you'd go to work every day, bro. You just don't, you were the worst version of it. And, but they're native people are always knowing if we keep everything cool, we can hunt, we can eat. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, I, and, and if, and if the government's being such having such a hard stick up their ass about giving us our land back entirely and keeping us on the Indian act, we'll stay in that system. You got to pay for it. Yeah. And we're going to keep, we'll get, keep what we got. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's not very strong government ties in there. And also you have a lot of people who are abused and alcoholics and then they want the free ride or they want the easiest ride because it's not really free, but they want the easiest ride and they, they throw wrenches in the system. Yeah. Because they're a band member. They have people, people yeah, they have enough power to complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the greater good is always going to be sacrificed to the individual. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, the pipeline issue is interesting to me in the sense it's like it's a microcosm for the lack of ability of the average person to think holistically. As in, I agree, let's go to renewable energy. Yeah. You do know most of like, Canada's like, a con- like Ecuador or something do that uh, a lot of places now. Whole countries like yeah, that, yeah, it's like but you do realize a large percentage of Canada's wealth and economy is tied into that. And while I have no problem changing to renewable energies, there is zero plan to either replace that as an economic source or 
switch over like sorry to the peeps in alberta but the oil industry is going to be dead soon and you guys are yeah you guys are whole even saudi arabia is shifting and you guys are still saying i want the money i used to have it's like guys, i lived in alberta you're not going to get it anymore you get like a five dollar steak like i wouldn't go see yeah. chuck liddell fight tito ortiz yeah. beers were three bucks each yeah you could get quadruple shots for like four bucks or yeah. something and i think it was you, crazy yeah people got used to just having so much wealth like so much wealth and it's gone now and they're not trying to change and it's it's not well they do the one thing that you really should do every time something bad happens take personal responsibility yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like when saudi arabia is already trying to shift their entire economy granted it's a whole different thing over there it's yeah. like you guys need to do that too but the the people who are like like native aside because it's new land and, and stuff. well they have an issue too yeah, yeah it's the people who are like no pipelines. It's like, okay, so what's your plan? And they're like, no pipelines. I'm like, okay, you need a plan, guys. Now, I'm a proponent for nuclear energy because if, if you actually talk to any honest scientist, that's the answer. But what's the public's view on nuclear energy? There's just too many accidents. That's why. No, historically, but if you yeah. actually look into it, Gen, no, I've looked into it. Yeah. It's, a, it's been going on. Gen 1 reactor, Gen 2 reactor, Gen 1 reactor th- three times, and it's usually to do with... Uh, Chernobyl was a complete clusterfuck. That's just them, um, like, literally... Again, nuclear, Ukraine taking yeah. a hard stick. Man. Nuclear reactor, concrete thing, tin roof, you know? Uh, Fukushima, which was a disaster, was to do human error, and only... Hu- it was totally... It was completely avoidable. Three Mile Island, the one people forget about, they contained yeah. that really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's still, there's still ones working to this day. Yeah, and... What people don't realize about that is, why well, love or hate him, Bill Gates spent a fucking fortune developing new generation reactors that don't even have nuclear waste. They're self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people don't know that. And there's political cowardice uh, regarding this. Just, and they're not pushing it. It's big picture stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I had one person who was a journalist and uh, had some very strange ideas about the world. And you could tell, they're like, I'm well, not... Russian journalist you were talking about, Russians are always... Just, they're just built well, she was, she's an American journalist who oh. writes for RT, because RT is international. That's why oh. if you want to get the truth about America, sometimes yeah. you read other, other news. Um, check out Alex Jones once in a while. Yeah, you know, he, his sources are valid. He's just a little bit of a crazy person. Yeah, just check it out, you know. Um, the... You know, this person was like, no nuclear energy. I'm a reporter. I know stuff. I'm not biased. Oh, I work for the Liberal Party of Canada. I'm like, first of all, you are biased. You just admitted to it. Second of all, who the hell, why wouldn't we do nuclear? Because every scientist I've ever talked to would say that's, that's the future. They'll never say it publicly because I'm sorry they're being cowards about it. Um, but he's like, no, uh, a super collider, particle energy, that's the future. I'm like, I think, and I had a student at the time who worked on particle. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? He's like, that guy's crazy. And I'm like... Yeah, but no one wants to, I think because of politics, like with natives or politics with Israel, politics, nobody wants to say, hey, you're being stupid. This is the actual science. In fact, this is the reality. Get over your emotional thoughts about stuff like, you know, the whole COVID thing is driving me insane about how smart people are being so stupid. And the people who didn't know anything in the first place are either brainwashed or being ridiculous about it. I'm like 50 50 on that. Yeah. With the COVID. I'm in like, 10 years, mark my words, they're going to look well, if we're not in an authoritarian government by then, mm-hmm. they're going to look back at like this was the how not to govern globally and how not to manipulate and how not to cause panic. And they're going to use this as a forever case study of how badly governments fucked up. Probably. Because when you look at the science, it's like, I'm sorry, this was not that bad. If you compare this to a lot of other things, 
Uh, and you're starting to look at the vaccines now, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm talking about this vaccine, and there's, like, I was just reading in Norway, like, oh, a whole bunch of old people who got it died. And it's like, uh-oh. When you, if you, if this happens where you start to see the similar statistics for the vaccine as you do the virus, it's like, guess what? You, you've been lied to for the last year. We should have we protected the elderly, uh, boosted the uh, frontline workers, and left the society to run itself. And that Anyone who was told that early on was your conspiracy, you know, and I'm like, I am looking at the data. I don't need a scientist to tell me I can interpret the data to myself. And there's a lot of ego in the science world and the academia, as you said, the ivory tower people mm -hmm. yeah. that don't want to be told by some schmuck on the Internet, you're wrong. And it's like, but there's actually a lot of doctors and a lot of smart schmucks on the Internet who can read the data themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I say I'm like 50-50. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I kind of understand that like some people needed to like really like look out. Yeah, well, for sure. You got to protect yourself, man. So Older people predominantly. Yeah, that's, that's, some, that's, that's shitty yeah. for you. Yeah. Some people can't eat peanuts, my yeah. guy. And other people, just, that's just what it is. You know, like I, I always feel bad for like, I never in any argument complained about like white like when the settlers came here and then yeah. just gave everybody smallpox yeah i'm like oh, this is what I'm yeah that, that is a something that's, that's totally why i don't have, actually that's why i don't have a moose clan in yeah. my culture but they died because of smallpox Oops. and it's like hold I, that thought i have to just we'll be right back mm -hmm. after these messages not just hit the pause for one second where it was like no i think this is super by the way we're continuing it's going to be a little disjointed just had to do something real quick yeah, but like I, I'm 50-50 in the sense that I'm like, no, it's dangerous for some people, 100%. Yeah. We need to protect those people. I'm really about empathy. It's something yeah. my mother really taught me. Yeah. But I'm the worst for empathy. Sorry. I, I acknowledge it. I may or may not be a sociopath. I, I can't I, help it. Whatever. I'll probably be getting a lot of trouble talking about my exes too much. But like yeah. with my ex-fiance, like I felt like because she was Ukrainian, she's not going to listen. <laughs> no, she's super hot. And she just was Ukrainian. So she comes from this hard life background. Yeah. And she's being... Sorry, if you're a really pretty woman, people just secede to you because you're pretty, okay? A lot of the time. They just yeah. let it go because they're like, I don't Scientific just... fact, let's yeah. matter, get over it. Yeah, I'm I don't sorry. Wanna, I don't want to let this babe think I'm a jerk. Might have it's a chance a, one day. Like, oh, what was that movie? There was a uh, chick movie, Rebel Wilson, the singing. Uh, anyways, and the second one, I think she's like, you don't get to look like that and have that kind of attitude. <laughs> and it's like, that is the most true thing. Uh, but anyways, I always have to tell her because just any issue we would argue about because it's always so core to me empathy which is like you know what we accept people for who they are so they accept us for who we are yeah now if they don't accept you for who you are then yeah fuck those people <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah and that's but like the COVID thing it's like no it was pretty clear over it all early on it's elderly people and people with issues and yeah. what you know what infuriates me is the shit like what cosmopolitan magazine is doing <sighs> with the obese people this is fit there is nothing no, okay no, with sorry. that message. No, no. Nothing okay I, with that message. I was 195. Like, yeah. You see pictures of me. I have abs yeah. with 195. I look great. I went and trained with Bibiano and all yeah. those pros. Yeah. I threw up in the fifth round and yeah. was pushed around. I'm fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, there's levels of like what you yeah. want to achieve, but like... I couldn't have done that yeah. if I had big belly and 220 pounds. Yeah. Like, and I think oh, that, like, you know, that's cowardice. Is that the politicians don't want to say, listen, if you've made the choice to live unhealthy... You're at risk you of this thing. Made your bed, yeah. Huh? They they refuse to tell the truth, yeah. and then I just get sick uh, of. Was... There's an individual. I'll just keep shitting on him. I'm not going to use his name in the <laughs> martial arts community locally, who's educated and very elitist with his attitude towards science, and has been mm. shitting on the martial arts community, left, right, and center, all over the internet, and picking fights. I think you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea because I don't care. I'll tell you afterwards. And <laughs> I, uh, my opinion of that I tell people is like people are allowed to talk all the yeah. shit they want. You just don't have to listen. Yeah. But my, my point is, is like, I know you're educated. 
I used to respect you, and now I don't because your approach was so arrogant, mm. and you antagonize people. And it's like, listen, I can read the data. The data is clearly saying the same thing it has this entire time. If you're older, you're at risk. Older, if, have health if, issues. If you have health issues, the media has been lying. I think. Yeah. I think when people got the health issues, they visualize yeah. somebody with an, an asthma, you yeah. know, like it's a regular human. Yeah. But it's like, no, man. Like if you can't walk upstairs. And then there was that. Yeah. Oh, this is what really pissed me off with that guy is that sumo wrestler died. He's like, see, athletes. I'm like. Fuck off. He's an obese person. Get over it. He yes, an, he, he's an obese athlete. He's an obese yeah. athlete. It's <laughs> like, you he, son of a still bitch. obese, yeah. Like, that was the biggest crock of shit. It's like, they've been saying obese this whole time is going to cause problems. You know, in the martial arts industry, we're getting hit hard. Now, as much as I am pissed off about how they're handling it in BC. I absolutely uh, disagree with it, 100%. Yeah. That's uh, just when I, I get super native yeah. and I say, y'all government need to fuck yeah, off. <laughs> I, I still prefer being here than, say, in Quebec or New York yeah. or these – they're playing politics. They're being cowards mm-hmm. and they're letting the Karens yell at them. <laughs> and I'm like, don't talk to me about science when it's very clear that it, at the very least people under 40 can go around. As long as you're not interacting regularly yeah. with people who are older, you're fine. Yeah, like my, my master asked me about that and I um, – I don't know if it changes his opinion or anything. I just talk yeah. best I can with him. Because, <laughs> yeah. again, he's like my hero, so I try to keep my shit together when I talk to him. But um, he asked about it. My response to him was that, like, I think with the jiu-jitsu community or martial arts community or really any fitness community, yeah. CrossFitters, really, it, we are such a closed-off group of people anyway. Yeah. Like, I've probably seen this week 10 people yeah. that I spent time with. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, really yeah like, well, like yeah, that includes the group which got, uh, had beat the tar on me yeah, yeah. and inside of that i'm like it's like probably like 10 people total including you and i'm, I'm not even like doing covid stuff i'm just doing my knife yeah. normally yeah so right then and there i'm already in a small space of people i spend time with yeah and then two we're all athletic as shit we train really hard we put in the time and the effort we're people who can handle some bumps yeah and from what I tell people, they say, look, if you get COVID, it's not fatal. I'm yeah. like, okay, just on that alone. I don't need data. I don't need any thought yeah. processes. If you get it, if you just treat it like it's, uh, you know, like I, I'm sick, yeah. go take care of yourself. Yeah. You'll be okay. Vitamin but, D, by the way, yeah, early no, on was like, like for me, yeah, yeah early, early on they were like vitamin D. And yeah. most athletic people make sure their supplements are, yeah, are, are there. And you so, need it or you'll die. and it was like, you know, uh, I think this is okay because they have an, a professional athletic exemption, but mm-hmm. let's say uh, Jeremy Kennedy yeah. went down to Vegas yeah. and they all fucking got all the UFC fighters got it. Yeah. They just kind of like putted around for a few weeks yeah, and then everyone job. got it and they were fine. Yeah, he got it. He got to go because it's his job. He yeah. Stop a man from No, no, he has total legal. Yeah, that's yeah. why I can say it because I know he's legally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that all the U- most of the UFC athletes got it early on. Yeah. And then Chakra they're fine. got it. He's yeah. 40. Yeah. And they're fine. But he's an athlete. So yeah. he can, it's this, it almost like, it's the thought that just came into mind. The COVID issue, it's almost like it's pointing out who's special. Yeah. And people in this day and age don't want to acknowledge they're special. Yeah. Right. And if you are special, you got to be like super cool and humble and empathetic. And most to people, the people who don't aren't have special it. though. That's the oh, thing. <laughs> most people are or not? Are not. No, they're not. We're not. <laughs> Some people say I'm special. I go, yeah. I know like, dude, like, Kennedy. like, like my biggest claim, like, my biggest claim to fame with Kennedy ever yeah. rolling jujitsu, probably not serious or whatever, but I swept him once. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled with him once. Yeah. I've <laughs> 10 years and I've swept that man once. Yeah. And it's like, he's, he's special. Yeah. He's talented. And that's, I just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that's the thing is like you're not special until you prove to the world you are special 
And if you don't do that, guess what? Shut the fuck up. But everyone wants, it's, you know, it's the human, or we're talking about like anxiety, and it's everyone wants to feel important, and it ties into the human ego. And, yeah. and it's it, because of the internet thing, people are getting their own self inflated. Uh, yeah, I always importance. say be important to the people around you, man. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. what was it? Because your friends will make you feel special. I'm trying to think, I forgot who it was. Someone very wise and you know wealthy, successful. Was it and me, Matsu Masashi? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, more modern. And it's someone on the Tim Ferriss podcast oh, or something. Okay. It was probably like, it's only the opinions of the people that matter to you that matter. Like, yes. forget, forget everyone else. The people that you respect are the only opinions that you should care about. Yeah. Right. If you don't really respect them, then why the hell do you care? Uh, it's like. The, oh yeah, like I've had an issue with some people, and they yeah. like, like, but I really respected them. I said, "Hey, I need you to stop doing that." And I said, "Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for looking out for me. Yeah. Stop that right now." And you know that that actually really pisses me. And I get into trouble with this. And I, I am like, like, okay, whether it's because I'm associate, whatever, I don't pick up on things that other people seem to pick up socially. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need to tell me if I've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. You need to. And they're like, no, you need to take responsibility. I'm like, I am. I'm no. letting you know. Have some fucking courage and just tell somebody like, hey man, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. I'm like, and that's why I tell people getting into martial arts. It's like, well, cause like, oh, I want to inevitably you're just being socially of a bitch because you don't want to be in a fight. Yeah. And I'm not going to start a fight. I'm no, just like, yeah, I'm asking you, I'm probably, yes, I might yeah. get annoyed, but I'm telling you I have a problem. And I'm, if you think I crossed the line, if I said something you need to tell me. And nowadays people are, cause the internet, they're not used to that. And then, you know, yeah, but I also like, it entice that just cause you get in a fight with somebody doesn't mean like who someone was right or wrong. Yeah. Anymore. It's just a fight. like, you could be in an argument and someone could totally be legitimate. Like it could be between people who are like racist and all oh, these beliefs are totally wrong and they fight Yeah, and say, Whoever wins doesn't win that argument. Yeah. <laughs> that argument is still stagnated and still there, and it's still a problem that you need to talk out. Yeah, you know. But are you fighting for who's the better fighter? Then someone can win. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. But because like, if someone goes on like this, is why I don't like Connor or like uh, that that talking style yeah. of martial arts because people assume all the shit you talked in your opponent is true now. Yeah. I'm like, no, man. Well, that's just, I'm sorry. Like, that's because people are dumb. Like, yeah. you don't know he's playing the heel, you're being an idiot. But he doesn't play the heel, but it's even like when he fought Dustin Poirier, he talked yeah. all that shit, knocked him out when he was way back in his heyday, yeah, Connor yeah. coming up. Everyone believed Dustin was done. I'm like, no, Dustin's a savage. Well, they're fighting dude. again next week. Yeah, he's fighting again. <laughs> we'll see where it goes down. But he's still there. He's still yeah. going to be fighting. By the way, man. Khabib fight has been announced. They haven't announced who, though. He's come, of course he wasn't going to retire. George. George. It's probably George <laughs> It better be. Got George. I have George on Instagram. He's all like, "I'm excited." <laughs> for no I, I think he's getting that's all the like, fight. he's getting all super pumped doing stuff, and I'm like, "Man, George is starting to." <laughs> he's yeah. Well, that's the thing. He he's showing up on my social media feed again all of a sudden, uh, and it's like, ah, I hope that's the fight. They've been I hope love it's that the fight, fight, and I'm I'm on George with that 100. percent Yeah. Well, I, I just think he's. I don't truly believe on. that. Con- uh, like you know how Connor kind of got babied. Yeah. It, I think oh, yeah. Khabib didn't get challenged either. Oh yeah, but and to I be mean, fair, there's not really anyone for him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, yeah. I was actually not that impressed with Khabib until his last fight, where he did something other than just sit on them and put them in the leg triangle thing, which works. I've been put in it. It's where he actually showed his yeah, jujitsu all of a sudden. Well, the issue is that yeah, well, because he he knew he could do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't want to talk shit on the guy he beat, but like Justin Gaethje's not known. Like there's no he's not posting Instagram videos of him doing an omoplata roll yeah, to a triangle. I mean, and and know, like, and Gaethje looked like crap in that. Like just like jittery and like what, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, that takedown's scary. Yeah. When you know it's gonna come, like yeah. that's like again training with like uh, one of the reasons I train with Ogazan. It's like why are you train with a guy so much smaller than yeah. you? It's like because that man will take me down. Yeah, yeah. I will never be at his world level of double leg speed. Yeah. That he just shoots. It's called in, the flash for a reason. Yeah, and throws me down. No, not Bibi. I'm Oz. Oz. Oh, Oz, Oz. Oz. But Bibi too. Oh my God, Bibi. Yes. Even like Bibi's like yeah. So, but 
but you have to like, get in there still. But I, I feel that that was that fear. Yeah. And with George, I, I, he won't have that fear. Oh no, no. And to and also to be fair, uh, Khabib's huge. Yeah. And when he fights those fifty fivers, man, like it's well, just, he almost he had trouble in the early. Yeah, days. he had really hard times. Which is weird because like when you get to his level, you just buy people yeah. that are amazing at what they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, so like with him going up to one seventy to fight to fight um, GSP, I'm like that's a. I really hope that's the fight. <laughs> well, it is because that Connor. If you look at the old uh, Connor, the old videos. Um, Khabib, when he met George, he's like, yes, this is the man my man, my father trained me to fight this yeah. guy. This is the guy my father trained yeah. me to fight every day. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's why. Because if dad passed, why yeah. would he come back? Yeah. Fight the guy your dad wanted you to oh, you see, <laughs> Connor's trash talk about it is hilarious. <laughs> you see, I can't listen. I can't take you seriously. Well, I, I, I don't take it seriously because yeah. I know he's just hyping you know I mean? it up. I know. Just, I can't take Connor seriously. Like, yeah. oh, I think, I think Khabib's afraid and he should be. And I'm like... Dude, I, I grew up watching pro wrestling. I know what you're doing. Yeah, like, I know. It. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what bothers me is that people don't know what he's yeah, doing. I know. It's so silly. They get so yeah. worked. That I, he's yeah. dishonorable. I'm like, no, he's... Have you seen how he treats his fan when he's not drunk, at least? <laughs> he, like, he's, yeah. he's a really nice guy in that sense. Like, you stereotypically be like, say say to any Irishman? <laughs> well, no, it's just because he, <laughs> he keeps getting arrested with bar fights and shit. That not yeah. because of him being Irish. That's because he's <laughs> gotten in trouble a couple of times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's, it's hard being famous to you, man. People come after you. That's yeah. why I couldn't take that sexual assault allegation seriously. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's why I was like, eh. It's an allegation. Yeah. And it's probably gonna get settled out of court because you can do that in America. You can just be like, "Hey, well, it was in Spain or somewhere." Or no, some- it was in the states. Oh, I so there was another one. There. Yeah, that's the one in the state again yeah. because he's loaded. Yeah, and he didn't. The thing about people who I've, I've spending time with people who are very wealthy and come from wealthy families, yeah. they get they get groomed and trained how to deal with shit. Yeah. And if you just come from, like, when you were literally a plumber in yeah. Ireland, you don't know how to deal with I just, thought it was just a bum. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know, so like, couldn't, couldn't, deal, get, couldn't do jiu-jitsu back yeah. in his day. But, like, it just, um, you don't know how to deal with people just walking up and talking to you and say, hey, how you doing? I want to talk to you and I want to do this. Hey, well, yeah. I'll come with you. Okay, you know what I mean? Just like. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I do have some very wealthy family. I mean, not yeah. like billionaire, but considerably wealthy and i've hung okay. around well, wealthy is like a not, yeah. in the world of like people who i know are super rich yeah i'm like dude like you, your kitchen is wealthy yeah like it's and i like it's i'm i grew up in the trees on yeah. a reservation which is statistically the poorest places in canada so like hey you got tree wealth <laughs> no yeah no and I, I i feel so out of place with wealthy in that polished and i'm they're like trying to hype me up and i'm like but what you just said is not true and they they get so offended because they're like i was trying to hype you up. like they don't say it but you can see like what is wrong with this person i'm like i don't do fake okay fuck off you want to talk to me be a real human being and i just don't do well in that socialite circle and it you know they think i'm some schmuck and i'm just like i think you're arrogant elitist people like that and they could be nice people yeah. but it's just that world is like you have no idea what it's like yeah. not to grow up with money, do you? One thing you know? I told my, my current girlfriend when we were back in Christmas, like, hey, don't ask questions unless you want to hear a sad story. Yeah. And I want a couple of them when I'm hanging out with them, like, you have an issue with this? And I'm like, okay, no, dude. I just, like, I come from a different space. Yeah. And, like, I can be very polite and nice. Is it a safe space? Yeah. <laughs> safe space for me because, you know, hooks are, like, basically <laughs> my hook range is my safe space. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is that... Uh, 
with the mask thing, like, I always say it's a, it's like because I grew up in politics in a way. Like yeah. I, I took Vindalorian is one of my favorite authors, and he said to be born Indian is to be born into politics. Yeah. So you have to learn how to not just say this is my fucking land. Yeah. You have to be like, well, I think there's an agreement we can make. You know, yeah. it's, it's a way of going about it. So I learned it, but I don't like it. Uh, what's he written? Because I'm not. Uh, very very obscure. Uh, no controversial oh. things. Like, um, oh geez, what did he write? It, it all his like. One of them that I liked the most was just like, here comes the archaeologists or oh, the anthropologists. Oh, yeah. And he just shit talks their whole profession. Oh, yeah. Because they go in and they basically, they, they, they changed. But yeah. back then they would come in and be like, show me your culture. Yeah. And I'm going to be observant. I'm not going to. And in native culture, you have to be in it yeah. to know it. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's very controversial. I think it's controversial because anthropologists, like a lot of academics, have egos. And well, they goes, didn't like he it. He goes deep. He goes super deep. Because he was, he was a native, like I think in the 70s and 80s, he was a native scholar. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the yeah. early anthropologists were dicks. Like, yeah. They, they just, were dicks. They were also high on coke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of yeah. other stuff. But in, in that case, it was like, I, like, I've watched, as a kid, I watched someone drink themselves to death. Yeah. I've watched people just do coke crack yeah. in front of me. Like going through the carpet looking for yeah. what they think is rocks. And I'm like, so I'm having a hard time listening to this as guy. Kid, who's soft like as shit. Yeah. <laughs> this guy in front of me who's soft as shit yeah. trying to backhand me with his socialite chatter. Yeah. And I just don't feel comfortable and I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. That's the best way I do it. I don't wanna, I don't, I actually don't like violence. <laughs> so, yeah. Me too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm yeah. aware of what I am and I'm not capable of, and I yeah. would rather not unless uh, it's life or death. Now, actually 180 turn. Hmm. Um, Training for sport versus training for real world, because we were talking about kind of before, yeah. but like I think that when we take away the life or death aspect for training, it really changes the dynamics of a lot of fighting and how you, because like you in the past have uh, talked about like native knife fighting, and yeah. it's like I hear a lot Navajo of knife yeah fighting. Navajo knife fighting and uh, a lot of. I, all these fancy knife fighting systems. And then whenever I talk to soldiers or people who've had to use knife fighting for real, it's like, yeah, first person to kill him wins. Just stab him in the throat. Yeah. And uh, like you see all these fancy systems and while they may work, it's like when you talk to people who've been in life or death, it's you either get like the blur of, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> and they have, that yeah, they have scars all over them. And yeah. they're like, I don't know how yeah. I survived. One of, the, one of the guys that I taught, I said, I had, we had like a fake, we made a pretend knife. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And just like, I showed him how the jujitsu can work. Yeah. But he's like, that was nothing like it. Cause yeah. it wasn't jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, but that's the thing is we can you play. Can't put, you can't put a guard up. Yeah. Your ankles that get cut. Right. Like, it's yeah. Just so we can, we yeah. can play knife fighting, but you're still not really doing it. Cause again, like the first person to really go in with the mind of, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And you might get cut up. Yep. Wins. Yep. And if you haven't gotten a lethal strike in like three or four hits, you may be playing around or you may be too scared. I, if based on the stories I've heard of people who've been in life and death knife. Yeah, fights, the people who really know. Yeah. yeah and God, I've like, been stabbed twice. So I kind of I have a small, I was in a fight, but yeah. I have a small like it happens quickly yeah. and it's a lot of damage in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I did the thing you should do. Yeah. I ran. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The two times I count uh, knife altercations is because somebody was really drunk and yeah. we were on ice and martial arts worked perfectly. Yeah. But those aren't the situations that are always going to be there for you. Well, and, and that's and, the correct thing. I'm like, like, I'll teach a little bit of knife fighting at the higher level, but that's because I'm teaching military application to Krav Maga. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in the civilian life, why are you in a knife fight? Yeah. Like, one yeah. knife versus unarmed is more foreseeable than knife versus knife. Like, what world do you live yeah. in? I always describe it as if, like, you're cornered. Yeah. Like, you, they're kind of cornered you somehow, yeah. and you got to, like, okay, I can 
tell the way he's bladed that there's something coming because yeah. people don't just like get a boxing stance and hold yeah. a knife right they kind of hide it yeah and then you gotta like i'll show how to deal with that but even then it's like if you just get away from him get away from him oh of course yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the best option yeah then there's that one badass in brazil where that guy had that machete see how on the internet it came oh, out yeah he, he did the, he this is what i say martial arts can work perfectly if it works oh perfectly. is that the judo one where yeah, he just walks he did the off the Nagi, he just yeah. like, he picked up this <laughs> machete tries to hack at this cop cat Cop closes the distance because his hand is above his head yeah. and shoulder throws him. I generally don't recommend doing that technique no, in that, that situation. Balls oh, on that he would just walk yeah. like, I don't give a fuck yeah, and so throw him. That's probably what like did it because that guy was like, I got a knife, get yeah. scared. And he was like, I'm not scared. Yeah, and that's, and yeah. that's actually. Which goes back to what you're saying, like that life or death. He yeah. was willing to be cut. Yeah. Right? He was willing to get in there. Yeah. And it's like you watch cop videos of a knife versus, you know, the whole death by cop thing. And I, uh, really, it, to me, it's no training, no training. Because yeah. if you can tell that this person is playing that death by cop thing, if you don't have the physical skills, you are not going to go near that knife. But guess what? You're the cop. You're the one who has to deal with this. So in the absence of the confidence... To be of the, fair, you got your vest too. You yeah. Got, you got a little more going for you. Although I'm going to say this because I know for a fact the level one vests they wear are not stab proof. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I uh, think front, yes, but like sides, no. no. They have to be wearing the... like If they're wearing the bullet resistant ones... Yeah. But they're not walking around with those ones. They're walking around with the level one, which is oh. slash proof. Oh, yeah. In the military, we use those for, uh, we use those for shrapnel. But I took, I took, a, I had a Gerber Guardian mm. and I just put a pillow in it and put it on, on the bed and I just went right through. Right? Yeah, yeah, no. If cool. they're wearing like a level three ceramic, yeah, that's going to stop. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, they, they only have, they have those in the trunk and they almost never put them on. Yeah, no, I, right? and I, I, I was, Training people, I, tra- I was training cops for a bit, and we worked on a lot of things like yeah. that. It's more about space and distance. Yeah. I'm more of a karate boxer by yeah. choice, where it's because I like the control of space, because yeah. that's what's true violence. Yeah, you need to be close to me to make violence happen. Although the jujitsu, like nor- uh, what I teach, is uh, side control, north south, mm. uh, neon belly. Oh yeah, there's a whole stuff. I, I always them. just really burn in people's head, like yeah. just don't let them close to you. Yeah. And Until like, you're ready. And right? then when it's close, then we get really get close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, th- yeah. you know, as you know, in the native community, <laughs> when cops get involved, not everyone's going to be compliant. No, it's not so much <laughs> compliance. As cops go too hard. Well, that too, yeah. I remember once I saw a guy. He was a Newfie, Newfie cop. They said, I don't know why they didn't like him, but they sent him to our reservation for his <laughs> first detachment. That's fun. And he went out there. He broke up a house party. Oh, yeah. Talking to everybody. Yeah. Showed up. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, Newfie style. Chatted it up. Oh, hey, we're going to have to get... Walked into every room. Yeah. Hey, who's going... Who's in here? And the people open the door. Oh, who's in here? And then he's like, oh, hey, uh, shouldn't you be at home right now? You're a little young to be here, don't you think? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Because, you know, the cop caught you. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, I think think that's city cop versus not city cop. If you only ever grew up in a city... He got there, did all of that, and then his buddy was like, oh, my God, that rookie's there by himself? Yeah. In the house? Yeah. Surrounded by data? Rolled in deep. Woo, woo! Yeah. came out hand on the gun yeah and then he, he comes out going hey what's going on i was just superior so he's trying to like calm all the natives down yeah because some homeboy just showed up with a gun out of nowhere yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and then he's like trying to calm his superior down and while tell everybody no it's fine i'm these he's he's silly you're yeah. just trying to find a way to go back to that space where he was really in control of the entire situation because yeah. some things bad were going on yeah they got stopped yeah. And nothing bad happened. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, he got rid of all the, I say like the small things that were like not supposed to be going on, like underagers being yeah. or whatever. Which happens. It's just, 
No matter what society thinks, no matter what Karen thinks, and no matter what your social, kids are probably drinking. No, but no, what social group? Do, yes, I'm sorry to say, but yeah. he gets rid of all that, and then he's just basically sitting there with people, kind of figuring out. He's getting intel. He's figuring out who's who, how yeah. to deal with them, having yeah. this experience, and then this other cop just shows up. It's like, ah, oh, right, right, right. yeah. I mean, it's so, a f- it's a few things like because obviously I, I support police, but also I. I support the idea of police. The, yeah, it's 100% necessary yeah. in a, civil, quote, civilized yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of issues to do with Karens. I'm going to get in trouble one day just blatantly using this term, yelling at police and politicians with stuff they don't know anything about. You can't, you can't argue politics with feelings, I'm yeah, sorry. And, uh, People they, do now. That's all they do now. But you can't argue with feelings. No, your yeah. feeling, Your opinions can't change facts. Yeah, I will argue with feelings and facts. (laughs) But your facts can change opinions. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a system. My big thing right now is... Well, I love jujitsu. It's either works or it doesn't. Yeah, (laughs) I pushed the book uh, Anti-Fragile from 2012 uh, uh, because it really talks about the problems with systems. The systems are the problems. So when they're like, trust the scientists, trust the experts, I'm like, okay, but I understand right now and perhaps forever, there is deep-rooted issues with the systems creating the stuff, whether because of lobbyists, like nutrition industry is a huge one, (laughs) uh, where they basically lie to the general public because the experts said, but really it was people who got paid by money. And that's why I said learn to read the data, learn to read the stuff, and you figure stuff out. Yeah, just like figure out what a BCA is and how it works. Yeah, and so when people are telling police how to do their jobs that don't understand violence at all, you you have to shut up now, you know, because you don't even understand violence let alone how to deal with it. Yeah, like what violence really is. Yeah, like Gordon Ryan posted on as he gets stuff taken down all the time. It was, yeah. he has a point, is that it was a photo of the Capitol riots of all the congressmen hiding, like yeah. ducking. And it was, these are the people who are going to tell the police how to do their jobs. And it has a valid point that people who know nothing about violence, know nothing about how to interact, never had to do it. I've, half of them were rich lawyers their whole life and then politicians. Yeah. You don't know how to handle this. And then on the other side, it's people, whether, you know, natives don't like the cops or black people don't like the cops. For, there's it's basically some, like, like whoever's the poor people doesn't like the cops. Yeah, and, but it's like, okay, <laughs> you also have black people who came from the ghetto getting out of the ghetto. It's like, stop committing crimes. And I'm not talking about petty drug crimes because America needs to get out. Like all the black people who are put in jail for petty drug crimes probably don't need to be there. But if you're a violent human being, yeah, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Get rid of the cops. Of course you don't want the cops there. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, native, Asian. You don't like cops because you're a violent fucker, and they're they're like your enemy. Yeah, you're you know? essentially they're they're the end. They're the, they're the resistance to you wanting to use force to yeah. get what you want. Yeah, which historically so no was how it was. No matter who's <laughs> there, no matter who is yeah. there, you know, like other people or cops or whatever, you're going to not like that person. Yeah, and it's so. just like. A lot of these people who are pushing the defund the police movement in the states were gangsters, and I'm like, fuck those guys. That's a good move for them, eh? Like, well, I mean, it's obviously strategically, but yeah, like, fuck those point. guys, fuck you. Yeah, all's fair in love and war. Well, because one, what yeah. happens is, you, in some places, you do get the situation where the gangsters just take over. It's yeah, it's inevitable. That's kind of what they want. Like yeah, how things were. Yeah, and it's just that's like, Russia, baby. <laughs> well, Russia is a whole different yeah. top-down gangsterism. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Putin's gonna retire. No, he's gonna be sitting in a dark room dictating what happens. <laughs> you know, but unfortunately, Russia needs that kind of leadership to keep the keep the fucking ship going. Yeah, there is some merit to <laughs> it's that. It's a very violent country, and and if no one believes that, just go visit and hang out with everybody. Yeah, 
Then well, we, there, what I learned in the IDF, because there's a lot of Russians there, is you have St. Petersburg with Moscow, then you have the rest of the country. Uh, They're completely different. I believe, yeah. I believe you know, that. you have like the Dostoevsky and this and that, and then you meet people from like the Ural Mountains, and you're like, oh, I understand why communism hypothetically could work, because these guys will work like dogs, not complain, and drink vodka. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but they're also a little crazy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, up in that up in that area, like the Yatlov Pass area. Yeah, yeah. Start that's just that's why I say you have to they have to have their own system. They live a different life than you, yeah. man. You don't get to <laughs> Let's you know, the point I'm talking about police is rural versus like I was hunting, going out from one road oh, yeah. out onto the highway to another road, uh between Revelstoke and uh going south on that highway, they pull people over like crazy people. Like it's I think it's offensive. They just sit there and pull people out because it goes from like 100 to like 80 with very little signage. Yeah, and they're yeah. just pulling everyone. It's, it's not even a dangerous road. They're just they're just revenue generating assholes. Yeah, got to get those tickets, man. Yeah, my point was is like I had to un- unload. You must be unloaded in Canada in a vehicle, okay? Unload in the back seat, partially covered. I've never done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I do, I do now. Like if I'm hunting. Yeah. I've gotten better at it, but yeah. I remember just well, lock and loaded, man. Rock going everywhere. Yeah, because well, I teach the pal course. I kind of have to follow the laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but. He looked at it. You can tell what's there. Mm. Went on to the ticket thing. If that had been a city cop, even if I legally can do that. Now, it's not a good idea to do that in the city. Don't do that. Yeah. But you know they're calling the ERT. Because they're like, ah, I don't know how to deal with this situation. Just ask them, Because man, in, yeah. I find in the bush or smaller places, and if you're smart, you're not going to last long. You can't go in guns and blazes because it's one or two guys and the whole community. And if the whole community wants to say, fuck you, you're not winning that fight. I don't care what your badge says. You disappear, bro. Yeah. That's what it is, man. That's just the reality of violence. Yeah. You yeah. know, versus in the city, they have the, the absolute the use of force yeah, because they can have hundred cops there if they need to really fast in in, in in an ability to take it. And that's why you get a lot of city people demanding these silly ideas because they live in the city. They don't, they've detached from violence. They don't understand it. They're talking a big game. You know, these are the same people, internet warrior keyboards. As soon as you actually kind of like, what'd you say to me? They're like, I'm calling the cops right now. It's like, what the fuck? Just apologize and walk off, you idiot. You don't even need to get the cops involved half the time. It's like pointless. Oh, yeah. I've been in a lot of altercations where I fought people and I like, I found them the next day because I'm a small community. You can't get yeah. away from everybody. Yeah. Like, it was a guy I worked with. And I don't think, like, I kind of, I mounted him eventually. Yeah. And then people freak the fuck out because jujitsu is lethal yeah apparently oh my god he's <laughs> doing just, oh yeah i'm gonna kill him because i'm working a gi choke <laughs> and um because he hit me and yeah. i got really upset but anyways and like yeah and I, and I have so much respect for this motherfucker for this one thing because i go to play hockey yeah he shows up kind of half cut <laughs> sits down beside me and goes hey you know we had a bit of a tussle cowboy shit too yeah. i love gene tuxedo great guy and he's like you know we had said some things things happen you know i just want to shake your hand and you feel like we're done yeah. with it and i was the end of it yeah and i wish more people my, do that and i went out and did my shift and every time i see him now i go hi how you doing buddy <laughs> yeah like i one thing that bothers yeah, me he hit me so hard oh, I mean, <laughs> he was a taller guy well, i've right? had that i've been punched <laughs> and i look at them i'm like i don't this does not happen anymore <laughs> i used to be crazier didn't have the skills yeah and then you get hit and you just like you feel fuck? like equal force right and then they're like uh-oh that usually works. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah. 
No, but really inside, I'm terrified. I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to fight. Like, uh, I don't know. What to training do. is like, great for that. I took like a nasty uppercut today, and yeah. I just roll with it. Oh yeah, look, now, at, look at him get back. I gotta get in the just, mode though. Like yeah. me personally, like in training, like yeah, I was rolling yeah. with Mike, mm-hmm. fucking a while ago, uh, way back in the day, and he it just it's my fault because like he pulled guard and I tried to jump and he kneed me right in the nuts as hard as he could, and I kept yeah. going because I'm in the mode. Yeah, yeah. But like on the street casually, I'm not expecting people to get violent with me. Yeah. So I don't turn it on until I'm like, oh. And, but once it turns on, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I get I get elbowed a lot in jiu-jitsu and stuff. And, I just, and the jiu-jitsu thing, wherever you train, it's okay. You just say sorry. Or, you, yeah. know, you just be like, I, I didn't mean to do that. Because, you know, some people just can't control their elbows. And oh, yeah, for whatever reason, white belts, you guys got to keep it down, baby. Yeah. Or join Muay Thai. <laughs> but um, I've never once stopped because I, I was came from MMA, yeah. Prince George MMA. I got yeah. into jujitsu, but it's like you get hit, so what? We're hit, this is what happens. Keep going. Yeah. You get hit. Yeah. You deal with it. You know. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of like what I was kind of getting. At, it took me a sec to remember. It's like I'll be like, yeah, I admit I'm not the best at apologizing, whatever. It's like okay, I did so some, hard. I did something wrong. I but, think because like you truly, I've never had an issue apologizing. Yeah. I've had an issue apologizing to somebody and I'm going, oh, I don't care. Fuck you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I tried to be a, yeah. I tried to all a branch and it got thrown in my face. Well, my <laughs> issue is sometimes it's actually, sometimes it's for sure one person fucked up, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's two people that fucked up. I, I say it's usually two people. And I'm like, okay, I can apologize for what I did, but I'd also like you to apologize for what you did. Like I did nothing wrong. I'm like, dude, I know people think I'm nuts, but I didn't get mad for no reason. And I was talking to you about it. I've had this happen multiple times. They're like, no, you're just a dick. And I'm like, listen, I, I overreacted. But I also think that you handle that poorly. And people get like, well, you're not really taking personal responsibility because otherwise you wouldn't tell me. And I'm like, if per, for like Jocko Willings, personal, uh, everyone needs to do it or it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. And because then they're just taking on your shit. Yeah. Too. And what will end up happening and this happens. That's why Jocko Willing and I am always bring this up is he's apologized for calling it extreme ownership because what happens is people take on all the ownership and they drive themselves nuts for extreme ownership to work. Everybody needs to take ownership. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to apologize, if if it's truly your fault, like if you walk up to someone and just deck them, that's your fault. (laughs) But if you're having a discussion and then it goes sideways, guess what? It's two people like, you know, you didn't need to be talking. Yeah. Started, Couples you know? get in fights all the yeah. time. And usually the one person is like, well, no, it's both of you. No, I can explain. I can explain that too. It's yeah. just like my, my ex fiance, she yeah. actually broke my nose because oh. we, we got drunk on Ukrainian vodka. And I had this silly Polish idea. vodka. Is the worst oh, one. Yeah. No, apparently, no, I can't. It's dead to me. <laughs> and I don't blame her for this. And we did talk it out the next day. Like I didn't hit her, yeah. but like she hit me, yeah. broke my nose, smashed my nose. It's a mess of this day. And that conversation was my me being selfish and going if we hypothetically had children i'd raise them as first nations yeah now she's deep-blooded ukrainian yeah not gonna happen <laughs> right but she did we didn't talk that point yeah we just got both on defensive and it escalated and escalated and escalated because yeah. i'm deep rooted in my culture deep rooted in her culture yeah. we're just gonna shout at each other yeah. no one's gonna back down and it got too far because yeah. we're both drunk yeah and it's like the next day that's what I told her. I said, you know, it's silly because in my culture, I come from a matriarch. Yeah. The mothers just make decisions and that's the final. Yeah. They would probably end up being more like you anyway with your culture because yeah. then for one, I'd want them to be because you're Ukrainian. Yeah. You're also, you're also first nations, but if that's the, they get hypothetical and this was all hypothetical. Yeah. Hypothetically. <laughs> ended up with me breaking my nose. So it's like, um, it never need things never need to go that far. And it's very easy to backstep and go like, I actually didn't mean that. I didn't say that. 
your culture is less than mine, but those yeah. words didn't get said in that moment. Right. Yeah. yeah so, it, but you, so you have to take that personal responsibility and yeah. then, but she did too. Yeah. Going, oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. should have voiced that too. And then it yeah. goes like, well, I say, you maybe know, we shouldn't drink vodka in our. It, it actually does. <laughs> it's truth to that that like because I have been dating outside of my culture for a long time, and I That's, I have like I'm so ignorant to yeah. like Jewish culture Most or or, ar- or no or arrogant yeah. one of the two that I was like I told myself I would never date a Jewish girl. I wouldn't either. No, because I, no, I, just, I just don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> See, and everyone says that with their own culture. I train a guy who's, like, from Ukraine, and I tell him about, like, those experiences. Cause I learned a lot dating her yeah. and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, man, don't do that. You should have done that. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, for me, um, like, I am Jewish, but I didn't – because my so my mother's mother converted, and she's a prairie girl from Saskatchewan, like, Catholic, Irish, mm-hmm. prairie girl. So my mother has a lot of tendencies that are more prairie girl. Not even though they grew up, she grew up Jewish Mm -hmm. in a Jewish home because of her mother. I, I didn't really like, I went to Jewish Sunday school and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm not really Jewish culturally. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of a weird mix. So I don't, and I didn't go to Jewish school. I didn't like, I went to Sunday school, but I didn't go to like the Jewish school. I didn't grow up in like a real Jewish home. And I find it hard to deal with, uh, North American Jews that just are all up in the Jewish culture, even if they're not religious. Mm. And I just, I find it, it's like a bubble world and I, I don't yeah. like it. I tell everybody your culture is cool, yeah. but don't bleed it into everybody else's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And like it, I don't make anybody do any of my native spirituality yeah. shit. Like if I come to a dojo and it's a space that I'm going to be in I, and I have permission, I will take the sage out and I'll sage the area. And I, and yeah, if, I was like, what the hell is going on? But if people, <laughs> no, get, if people get crazy, uh, I will say scientifically, yeah. sage actually kills bacteria yeah. in the air. Yeah. So like, if anything, it's just cleaning. That's a don't good worry. point. So yeah, if anything, it's just cleaning. Don't yeah. worry. I have no yeah. problem with all sorts of ancestral stuff, but yeah. if you sound like a woo-woo bullshit artist, I'm yeah. gonna tune out. I basically know. like the uh, the the JWs, Jehovah Witnesses. They're my my bar. <laughs> if you start getting anywhere close to what they do, <laughs> then I'm like, you're, I can't talk to you or spend time with you. Yeah, you just you're crazy. Well, if you're no. not gonna have it, well, it's yeah. If you're not gonna have a like conversation, like yeah, I'm Muslim friends, and I say, well, tell me stuff. I don't know nothing, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's hard for me because well, the whole, when I try to, I'm like, and I'm not an expert, but when you start realizing they don't even know their own culture and yeah, I start bringing up stuff that they don't even know, which is quite common, I'm like, we can't have a conversation. Then. Well, you can't because of lack, lack knowledge. Yeah, and it's very difficult. Now, I, I, got, a, I got a hardcore introduction because when I was in university, they, for whatever reason, they put, like, I don't know, maybe it would work because I was native and I was in the dorms. They put me with four guys that were Muslim. Yeah. And they actually, like, would pray every day yeah. and do all that stuff, like just write in the living room. And yeah. I was like, what's good in there? There's yeah. more of them to me. And I don't know. Yeah. And they said, well, do you want to pray? And I'm like, well, I can't really pray with you. Yeah. We're not the same, yeah. but I will pray the way I pray, but I'll pray with you guys. Cause we live together yeah. and we need to have some type of sense of like, everybody's okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have had as fr- friendships go on. I've had a lot of Muslim friends, mm-hmm. but I don't think, in the end, they're really my friends. There's always this edge, and that's it's, always it's, a hard. That's it's a life never, it's never gone well. Yeah. Now, with that being said, like I used to work in this workplace where the direct supervisor was just like white trash, just complete like alcoholic, was oh. out of prison, and we he, they hired a, a pretty devout Muslim, and he would go and pray uh, five times a day. And even if I have my issues with Islam, the he, the, the the white trash guy's making stupid comments about it, and he's like, "You can't go and pray." I'm like, "Actually, he can." So you need to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, Even I, if I am disturbed by it personally, uh, I'm not going to tell him he can't uh, do that. Oh no, I have like black family. And, yeah. Like living up north, it gets like more or less politically correct, which yeah, is yeah. nice and bad at the same time. 
and a guy I would say basically is like, oh, this is you know, using the N words. Like this is this is N word. This is N work. Yeah, I, I really don't like saying it because because I know like that 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 power that 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 hate is in that. Yeah. It's kind of how I always describe the N word. But he said it. I literally just write chest to the chest, and yeah. he didn't know what to do because yeah, yeah. we're always super cool. And yeah. I'm like, yo, dude, like I have black family, and you yeah. say that shit. He basically the way I described it to him that he came to terms with me on it yeah. was that I said like that that's what they would say to somebody when they would chase them to hang them. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to be in that space yeah. in my life at all. Yeah. Same thing with like you know like um, <laughs> I don't know do we call it the F word that's not fuck with for uh, for gay people oh, that yeah. hard T. It's just the same. It's just a cigarette in England. Yeah, but it's the same intent is yeah. in that word when you would do that. Yeah. And it's like and I'm and I was saying like. Well, yeah, if guys are in a fight and are trying to get each other, I guess I guess I'm going to let it go. It's one-on-one. Yeah. But when I hear that word, I'm always imagining people chasing a guy down to hang him or yeah. to do some type of terrible thing where he can't do nothing because it's five-on-one or some yeah. shit like that. Group fighting. Yeah, fighting. yeah. Well, group fighting is terrible, and I tr- tell people there's a few things Don't you can do, do. There's a few things you can do if you have to do it. Yeah. And because I've had to do it, yeah, yeah. you know, I had to be in the. Oh, I, I just realized I that was cl- very common. Uh, was, oh, sorry, it was a very common tactic where I grew up is to yeah, get somebody yeah. drunk and then put them in the corner of the yeah, room yeah, and then yeah. everybody just beat them up. Yeah, I just want to clarify something. I said uh, uh, to do with that Muslim that was praying at work. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. I am uncomfortable around hardcore religion in general, including yeah, I Judaism. I, I am, yeah, no, <laughs> including I, Judaism. Because I, I feel like I walk into a room I shouldn't have been in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this seems very personal and yeah. I don't know what to do. And well, I just I'm, don't like it. I am, yeah. I, you know, when I was, and I was, the relationship thing, you need, like, I, I often, I had dated some girls who were not religious, but they went to church and they went to, you know, and I'm like, you know, if I raise a kid, I, like I'm gonna make them aware of the Jewish heritage, but I I don't care that much. Other than people find out they're partial Jewish, they might have a problem, mm-hmm. and that they need to be aware of it. Um, but I was like, if I'm ever dating someone or have kids with someone that's like, okay, I need to take my kids to church, I'm gonna be like, fuck. Now I need to take them to synagogue because I want them to have perspective. Yes. And I say, I, just understand who you are. Yeah, and I I don't I'm not I was one of those people when I was younger that's like fuck religion I hate it I don't understand because mm-hmm. I I genuinely believe humans should evolve past it but actually Ben Shapiro I don't know oh, if just be native be spiritual yeah uh, just be part of the atoms yeah well Ben Shapiro made the best argument about why you need religion and he basically is admitting humans suck <laughs> and that a lot of people without some sort of system that's beyond man yeah cannot cope they just go crazy and i'm like you know what that's a valid point that if you take this idea that's beyond humans like a god and you're accountable to someone who's someone's watching you it actually keeps a lot of people in check because i i I think most people are fools and a lot of people are just not capable of keeping themselves in check without that I tell people if I ever had to, if I had to be devout to any type of religion, yeah. it'd be the Viking religion. The Viking religion. You know what? There's yeah. a lot of people who are doing that nowadays. And I fucking love them to death. Yeah. Well, that's part of my heritage. Yeah. Like, my mom's half Swedish, half Korean. Right. My dad's First Nations and Irish. How can you be all those things? It's amazing <laughs> when people fuck. It's called, <laughs> it's called genetics. They look it up. It's in a book. Yeah. <laughs> no one's really anything anymore. Yeah. Unless, that, that's, unless you're one of part of those crazy islands down in Brazil. Yeah. Well, it's like for a while they were yeah. pushing that image of the mixed kid. We're all going to be dark skinned. I'm like, not of China. Takes over, man. We're all gonna oh, be Asian. <laughs> or, or like, it's, that's the funny thing where people are like I, it's 
the most whitest people in the world, like the Icelanders yeah. and the Norways, they don't have that much of an issue with anyone to mix culture going into their thing. Yeah. Because eventually it's like, well, eventually you'll be pale as us because we. <laughs> yeah. Because well, the skin thing, like, yeah. it's to do with evolution. It's where you are in the world. Sun yeah. and exposure yeah. and all that if stuff. If you want to get up and we all move to Africa, my people will eventually be black. Yeah, eventually. Just because it's part of the environment. Yeah. And I always tell people you should also jump into your environment. Like, if you go, like, if I have to move somewhere, I always find, like, the local. This is where I get kind of hippie, but I find that beehive, the, yeah. whoever's selling it, the local honey, because yeah. that's the actual plants. And so you kind of like get more in tune with your environment, yeah. eating food from your environment. Yeah. And I always do that with honey for sure because it's easy to find. But yeah. Well, you can find it here. I, I do yeah. think like trying to eat locally is probably a good idea. It's just a good idea. Yeah. Though. As a general rule. In BC, we have fortunate. We have the best blueberries in the world. Yes, fortunately. See, yeah, that's why people are like saying no to the pipelines. Like, damn, don't mess with the food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm surprised the farmers aren't in on that. Yeah. You know, okay, reason why the issue with natives are really pissed off about that shit. Which specifically? Any pipeline oh, in yeah. BC is that they could. They, you know, okay, a straight line is the best way, right? Yeah. They could. They couldn't go. Th- they the straight line takes them through white farmland. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't do this, so they cut over into yeah. native land. That's why it's a super issue right away. Yeah. No matter what economic thought process you go with, the fact they just did that immediately, same with the North Dakota pipeline. Yeah. They were like, oh, we can't go through this white community. Ah, the natives, fuck yeah. them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, right away, we don't, we disagree. Yeah. Right away, I don't like you. Yeah. Because of the decision you're making. This is what this bothers me when people, like, I fucking hate the media. They such crap. If like, you just say that, explain in a sentence what the actual problem is. Instead of hyping up the ethnic race violence, or whatever your agenda, is, explain yeah. what you say that. See, I did not know that. And it's like, oh, that makes absolute sense. <laughs> You're not treating them equally in this situation. Yeah. I would be mad, too. But they're not doing that. Yeah, All the other stuff they add on to it. Like, yeah. we don't actually even want a pipeline here. Yeah. Right. They're like, they're like we don't even want it here. And like, yeah. so and it, the farmers didn't. Yeah. Because they want their water for their cows. And yeah. Stuff, right? So it's, it's like, like if you're going to run it through, run it through. And treat everyone who's on the land like equal. That's where it's okay. Now I get it. Now that makes sense to me. Yes, I made my whole economic thing is okay. Yeah, we we still need to deal with this until we have another option. Mm-hmm. But if you say that in the media, which they never will, because it's they oh, do, okay. but it's so undertoned. Yeah, yeah, like well, it's, it's like COVID. It's like oh, you see, young people can get sick and then buried at the bottom. It's like oh, they have diabetes. Yeah. It's like oh, fuck you. you can get sick. Yeah, like my friend was really loaded up, but she had like really bad, she had lung issues anyway. Yeah, so yeah. she was just bad. Like, like to be honest, I think like we think me and my girlfriend that she acts because she was in China in October before, mm. and she came back really sick. Now we weren't sure if it was COVID because there was no testing at the time, yeah. or if it's just it's so polluted there that her, she reacted terrible. poorly to it. That but, was the worst ADCC yeah, ever. But then I got sick after. And then I was like, we think we actually got it before all of that. Wow. I actually heard this theory, and now I was done in a conspiracy, but it actually kind of makes sense, is that by the time China realized they had a problem, a lot of them had already had it anyways. And so that's why, I mean, yes, extreme totalitarian insane uh, lockdowns yeah. aside, they, they're back to normal already. Yeah. And it was just like, and the theory was is that, you know, China didn't want to say that they'd already known that most of the population had it, and that's why their numbers look so good at flatten the curve, which explains why these lockdowns aren't working anywhere else. Because if you look at the map of America, where was the highest numbers at the beginning? It was on the coastal cities, and now where's the highest numbers? It's in the in the middle of the cities, and you can actually see the map. It's just burning through the population, guys. That's what's going on. 
Like, I don't need you, the expert, to tell me. I can watch the time lapse of where the hotspots are, and I can see, well, so much for lockdowns. It's just doing its thing and going through everyone, and everyone's going to get it, and we're all going to be immune except how it's already evolving in all these million strains. And guess what? It's going to be just like the flu. Different than the flu, but just like the flu as far as how we deal with it. Well, and, it does that. It does yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, you motherfuckers, like... Thank God they're not going to push the vaccination here, personally, because uh, I have no problem with vaccination. I'll jump in. I'll jump in. I don't care. But it's like I'm young and healthy. I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't need it. It won't. It right won't now, I'm fine. If yeah. I'm 70, I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. I'm going to die or not die anyway, so why not? But it's like you know. <laughs> Shock always had a good joke about that. When you're that old, everything is natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just uh. like I. I actually think it's, as you said, you know, being an educated native, it's like education in general. Oh, it's terrifying for anybody. That's like the hardest person know. to talk to. Yeah. You ever met somebody smarter than you? Uh, yeah. You just try to like chat them up and yeah. it's just like super hard to like, yeah, it's like you have to cut. That's what my favorite teacher never taught me anything. We did social studies. I love history. Yeah. So I did learn, but he was a Buddhist yeah. and he taught me so much about not the religion, yeah. but just the life of being Buddhist. Yeah. Like just the philosophy, the core gripping philosophy, like any religion, the core gripping philosophy is really good. Yeah. Right. And he just kind of sat there going like, well, anytime you talk to somebody, you just want to listen and just interact with them. That interaction doesn't actually have to have somebody coming out on top. Yeah. Now this is what that, when I was a kid, I was like 15. So that was a real hard opening you thing. You mean you don't me. have to win? No, because I'm native, right? We grew up in this where we just fucking like, we're a bunch of dogs hanging out each other, yeah. biting our ears. Yeah. That's just, we make fun of each other and sometimes it goes too far and some people don't learn to go, hey, you know, you're actually hurting my feelings. Yeah. And I need you to not do that because you're my cousin and I love you. Yeah. Which is something they should really say because I'm sure most people would be like, well, I didn't mean like that. I was yeah. just messing around. But that really hurt my feelings. People just internalize it. Take yeah. it, take it, take and it. And then hold it. grudges. Yeah, like I, I make my one cousin have the hardest conversations with him every time we hang out because he has a lot of issues and he hasn't gotten over them yet with his addictions issues. Yeah. But he made fun of me for liking girls so much. I didn't really date someone until I was 18. Oh, jeez. But I just, I didn't not, I didn't like girls. I was just so scared to like girls. Yeah. And that's socializing people for something. But you don't realize you're socializing. But he had to feel like he had something over me every time we talked. Yeah. I saw you looking at Karen, you know, yeah. whatever. You know, just like, and, I, and I get shy, and he like sees. What's the shy. anxiety? Like uh. young boys developing. And you know, I saw the hilarious meme. It's like that's me. It was like <laughs> back in the day. It's like in school, you never talk to the hottest girl in school, but on MSN or ICQ, you're flaming up all night. And I was like, yeah, I talked to all the popular girls on these chat groups back when it was normal to talk to random people on the internet. MSN but in person, I was like, never say a word oh, to them. Oh, scary yeah. shit! You know, like, <laughs> it's like, but that's you know. Circling, they might, they might like me really. Circling back, it's the mentorship. You need a strong male role model. You need a strong female role model, uh, oh, whether yeah. it be direct or indirect. And yeah. I just like I didn't have that. I always make jokes. I say, no, you guys, everyone's always talking about girls who are a little dirty. Don't don't hate on those girls. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Because I got to hang out with those girls, and they actually taught me how to like be around girls. Yeah, that is actually true. I'm not lying. Like if I if I couldn't spend the most high uppity moral girl yeah. would never would have taught me like oh no women actually want this yeah and that and yeah this, and yeah, this. yeah yeah you know like or how to actually hang out with them yeah you know like well, that's why you need a strong female role model you need yeah. a strong uh you don't want a prude religious person who's going to tell you all sorts of lies about how sex works but <laughs> yeah, you definitely want that doesn't work out too well <laughs> no. abstinence is the only way yeah that's how you get high levels of teenage pregnancy because yeah, you didn't teach them actually, anything the funny thing about that because that was a big issue when i was in high school and it was like um 
to see the internet and like just free information and apparently like to see the numbers go down with yeah. teenage pregnancy because I just know all about it now. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, what is anal sex? I could just watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it well, is. Crazy. Learning from porn is probably not a good idea. But you idea, can but... find out. Like, there's like a document there to like actually see yeah. the real facts of what, what's really there. And then yeah. you could see like, well, can you watch someone actually do yeah. it? Well, you and know, in fact, you can. I, you know, like, I learned this is how <laughs> not from school but because i had a tv in my room yeah. and they used to have uh like the sex files or those educational sex shows uh, sunday night sex show well no not with sue That's i never I never watched that <laughs> like just they're educational with some uh artistic graphic scenes yeah, yeah. but they're talking about it and i learned that way because it's like oh okay and of course meanwhile in high school you're like here's a condom here's a banana it's like that doesn't it doesn't see now. One of, for- one of my favorite jokes ever in a show was like a character was really stupid, and yeah. like one of the girls in like the university the college got pregnant. And everyone's trying to find who it was, yeah. and he's like, "You don't." He's like, uh, "Don't you use condoms?" And he looks at me, and goes, "Condoms are for bananas." Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was taught. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just oh, love man. that. I was like, he literally doesn't know what condoms are for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like. Oh, yeah. This person's long, long out of my life. This is like. 12, 13 years ago, there was this girl. Well, that's a dark time. 10 years ago, any time in your life? Yeah. I'm using the back in my day. Um, yeah. I'm not even no, that you're old. like 10 years old and you go like, man, when I was one, yeah. I shit myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, this girl thought birth control was the morning after pill. And I'm that's like, not healthy. Nope. Yeah. And I'm like, how many times have you taken it? And I only know that because of girls who weren't British. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how many times have you taken it this year? And yeah. she's like, told me an obscene. Yeah. And I'm like, you might not be able to have kids in Bad. the future. Yeah. I'm like, she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry to break it to you. You yeah, need yeah. to take the birth control pill in its various forms some kind of or something. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. what? Cause Whoa. you can just, and I, and I'm not against it, but you can go no questions asked in Canada, at least if here and women uh, under a certain age can get it for free morning after pill or, uh, the birth control pill under 25. I think it still applies. Um, yeah, that's a good program, guys. Support it's a good program, except they don't actually teach you anything because they're coming from yeah. a perspective yeah. of don't ask, don't tell. We want you to feel comfortable coming in. But then here's a girl who knew about the program, knew she could get it free. No one taught her about sex, and she's just coming in, taking the morning after pill yeah, all so the you time. You want to like ask some questions yeah. in a very like casual way. Well, I'm like, not casual, like be slick, yeah. like tricking somebody, yeah. but just be like, hey, um, you've been here a few times. Yeah. I don't actually, well, actually, they're supposed I to. I want to inform you yeah, yeah. you know like it's, they're supposed to but i think whoever the pharmacists were didn't do that yeah see that's a human error because <laughs> like after 12 times in a year or yeah. it was probably more than that it's like it's not good what yeah. the fuck man yeah uh, and it's just like i think in that case because i where i grew up because people can be irresponsible yeah so someone can just make that choice yeah oh well you know this is probably bad for them well, i don't care they yeah. just make that which is unfortunate because you never give people the chance yeah. to be better yeah you know they just kind of keep well, that's where I'm education. And when I saw, I was having this discussion, it's how do you decide what education is the right education? And I'm like, well, right now, let's say sex ed, they're putting, pushing a lot of gender stuff, which is pissing a lot of people off. And no, I'm like, just, just what is that? Just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. And I was just saying, here's what you do in the public school system. You teach what we know to be 100% factual. That's not even debatable. And then you teach people how to think and how to make decisions. Yeah. So math, pretty easy to teach, Right. Basic uh, biology has cell structure. It's pretty easy to teach. Keep the politics out of it. Keep your opinion out of it when it comes to that and teach people how to think and make decisions 
And I even think that they need to have gap years in high school and gap well, years in university. I don't believe in high school in general, just from my yeah. experience and how bad it is for everyone oh, who's ever gone. People. Even I, the really, most, I remember the most popular girl, and I remember yeah. talking to her, and she and, I, and her version oh, I of high school. High school. Well, no, her version of high school was like, wow, that sounded shitty. I did not believe it was like that for you. Yeah, at all. <laughs> it was, they, it, the joke is that the popular kids peak in high school. A lot of them yeah, do. Yeah, like, well, I don't think that was ever her issue. Yeah, like she just was super. She's just beautiful and tall yeah. and sociable. Oh, I, I knew a person. The tall part was a big deal. I knew a person who in high school was a professional model. Oh, yeah. And when I talked to her about history, or us, the, 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 the knowledge wasn't there. Yeah. She was a straight-A student. Oh, well, there you go, yeah. You have to... I knew her very well, yeah. and I'm like... No, I just... I understand that, because I'm How are you a straight-A student? Because she got people to do the work for Ooh. her and then learn how to pass the test. Damn. Because when you actually... And I'm not saying this is all attractive people. Yeah, no, no. Just, it's but possible, though. Yes. It's just really pointing on the point that I'm sorry. This is a thing society needs to get over with. If yeah. you're tall and you're attractive, life is easier. They've done studies... On ma- you, the fat oh, yeah. suit studies, where you take someone who always gets special treatment, and then you put them in a fat suit, and they're like, "Why are people being so mean to me?" Right? And people don't yeah. realize how much their looks often goes. Yeah. Right? Even just on top of it, like I thought, all people is like, you've ever gone to like an industrial area, it smells gross and it's yeah. dirty. You just don't feel cool. You yeah. go in the forest, it's pristine like, and clean. Nice. You're you mountain air. Visually saw something attractive yeah. or pleasing, and now you're happier. Yeah. Just Leave it at that, man. Like, and I, I accept I'm short as shit. Like, it yeah. makes I, I, I've tested this social theory on my own where I'll say something, someone else will say something five minutes later, whether it be I've seen other men who are taller and, and, and you know, what would be considered good looking, oh, or, yeah. or even like some of my exes who are, you know, short, petite girls or taller or attractive. And people get angry at me and laugh and play with the other person, whether it be male or female. I'm like, they'll be like, it's how you're saying. I'm like, maybe. But it's also the attractive factor. And people need to stop we'll with this delusion. A, we'll call a B, yeah. yeah, and it's probably both. Um, but one thing we know for sure is aesthetics matters. It just is. And it's like... If That's we, why my favorite jiu-jitsu gyms are the dungy gross ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really Even need though everybody them. likes the ones that are nice and clean. And oh, those, the, yeah, the beautiful facilities are amazing. But the ones that are like just hard... It's well, like here what Mike's going to do here, he's getting one of those graphic designers that are going to put like DBZ and all this sort oh, of stuff. Dope, man. Already, no, already, I'm like, like this place more we'll, we'll find out because like I've seen that done in gyms and it's done poorly, but I know the graphic designer, so I'm sure it'll be done really well. I just uh, like personality. I, I, like, um, I like personality in Vancouver, though. People tend not to like the personality uh, as far as like, I don't know. Do you ever see my old gym I had in Richmond that looked like a New York basement no, gym? Yeah. No, 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 no. And, uh, uh, people are like, this is dirty. This is. I'm like, it's just an old like New York style old boxing thing. And I'm like, if this was the Bronx, people would love it. Yeah. But in Vancouver, people are like, I don't want to train here. <laughs> like this is dirty and it's um, cold. We're kind of like, I would tell everybody like, just go to Kitsilano and like hang out with yoga people. That's kind of the sense of Vancouver's yeah. fashion and aesthetics. Yeah, it's got to like, be clean really, and yeah. not dirty and this and that. Just that, and that's kind of how they how they down with it. And I like, it's just what it, Vancouverites. I love them to death. I love the city. Oh, I love the city. Never yeah, leave. Just, yeah. I'll probably never leave. Yeah. But people leave. here are so fucking annoying. But we're, um, they're very interesting. For yeah. Sure. But there's, there's good people, man. I've, I've run into a lot of cool people. Yeah. Well, it's like they for say. For no reason. Be nice for absolutely Well, no if you reason, socialize, right? you'll meet in cool people all the time enough. It's I like don't they, know about that. <laughs> uh, or people you hate. But like Vancouver is known as it's like a hard community to, to date in. Oh, 100%. And I'm you like, have to be like, 
If you're a girl, you yeah. have to, man, I don't even, like, some type, you have to be some type of yoga model. Yeah. Essentially. And then, like, as a man, you need to be able to, like, buy a house. Yeah, you need to have a Maserati or a Ferrari or yeah, something. Yeah, I need to be, yeah, you need, you need all that, which is yeah. hilarious because I know the guys who have all that shit, they're yeah. like, oh, I'd sell it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's like, it's like that reverse thing. Like, they, they're just fishing, right? Yeah. And, and it's like me, well, possibly you, as a martial artist, mm. it's frowned upon, like, you know, in a city like Vancouver in particular, because it's like, you're a martial artist, you don't make millions of dollars, you can't be with my daughter, like, and it's like, dude, just enjoy life, like, am I surviving, is everything going reasonably okay? I think I okay? get lucky with that, just being native, right away, yeah. I was like, no, this is how it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's actually one of the reasons, like, me and um, my ex fiance, we broke up, she had that expectation. She's younger. She had to learn that like some expectations aren't ever going to be met in your life. Yeah. But I was like, that no, I'm going to live my life as happily as I can. Yeah. And me being your breadwinner doesn't make me happy. Yeah. You make me happy. I really like yeah. you. I like spending time with you while I do my life. Yeah. But it just didn't. It's a hard thing to make, especially traditionally. Like it's in Ukraine, hundred percent. Yeah. Wife the man find, must. Wife, wife finds a good man. Yeah. Man looks for a good wife. And it's it's, yeah. it's I find it it's hilarious. Like the Greeks, the Greeks are like that. Yeah, I find it hilarious that it's the left that's like ah, get rid of the gender roles, but the same people are like I need a man to pay, except for the hardcore feminists. But it's like I thought. I thought you guys were saying this was gone now. So I said equality is not fair. Yeah, and it's like I have no problem staying at home and stuff. Like, oh shit, man! It's like I don't I'll care. Be, I'd be a stay-at-home dad. I'll take care of the kids. No yeah. problem. I'll cook. I don't have a problem I, with I that. I do cook. Yeah. Uh, it's just like there is that still like what the fuck does society want these days from people? You know, people have to. If you decide what you truly want as an yeah. individual, you get away from that life yeah. as fast yeah. as you can. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Like you really, people really do when they go like, "What do I want?" Yeah. Well, I just always joke like. If you're living at your parents in your 30s, I'm like, okay, let's look around the country in the past 10 years. Oh, dude. How many people are living with their parents in the 30s now because the world has changed from 30 years ago? Get over it. Yeah, like I remember like talking to those people and they're like, how much was your house? Yeah. Just outside Kitsilano there on the way to UBC. Beautiful, beautiful house. They're like, oh, you know, it was like two grand, I think. Yeah. Like I remember my, um, one of my teachers, he said, what do you mean by two grand? $2,000, just the house. To that, buy it. That's what she bought it for. It was like 40 years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's now a, it's, like, now I, it's like that's rent. I actually heard a story about that. There was a, a couple like that and they had a medium, in, like not a great income, but they'd been living in kits because they've been there forever. But then the property taxes yeah. went so up, they were house broke, yeah. even though they didn't have a mortgage because yeah. they couldn't afford the property taxes. Like This it, is why natives, man, just get the property tax, baby. Just yeah, like, right? Don't it, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just let everybody come move in. Just, no, you know, you just make sure you pay the tax. Yeah, <laughs> it was like all of the people leaving California because of their insane policies yeah. and going to Texas. Oh, they're like, yeah. enjoy the property tax. And it's like, uh, at least I know it's stable every year and it's not going to change dramatically because of policy. And I, I will still have more money if I just have the property tax versus 60% of my income. Texas needs people anyway. Texas needs people? Yeah, they need people. In what sense? Well, they kicked out all the natives. Oh, and that's There's no so. native land there at all. Oh, whatsoever. it's all private, yeah. Yeah, like it's all taken away. So they yeah. just have so much space. Yeah, it's 90% or 95% privately owned Texas. Yeah, so it's like Texas is a really strange bubble. I like Tejas. It's awesome. I have but yet to be there yet. I need to it's go It's just one day. such a – it's so different and – when I was there, I felt people gave me personal respect. Yeah. I mean, like, I could just be me. Yeah. Like, Generally, low crime rate there because everyone knows you might get shot if you run too. your mouth. Yeah, yeah, everyone's packing. Everyone's they're, they're, it's not as bad as people say it is, but yeah, it's no, like, it's a respect thing, the use of force. If, if you know there's consequences, 
even if you're in the right and they're in the wrong, if you know there's consequences that you could die, you don't fuck around as much. Oh, yeah, man. You don't go commit crime in Gotham. You know Batman's out there. Yeah. <laughs> and yet all the crime keeps going on because maybe he should start offing the Joker and just getting rid of them. <laughs> those are, it's funny because those are his best stories Weird. where he does kill the Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that people are just like, move on more of it. But DC's too scared because it's their cash cow. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, they can't, can't kill Joker. Yeah. Joker. I, I don't actually like that Batman moral stance in most of the thing. It's like, it's like, dude. He didn't always have it. It's a new thing. It was a, it's a new concept. So Yeah, it's bullshit because it's like, dude, you want the crime to go away, kill fucking Joker. You put him in jail the first time he got out. He just causes havoc, destroys everything again. This is clearly a psychopath who does not going to play nice with society. He's gone, done. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and it's just the, re- the uh, nature. Uh, well, I bring up two things. I say even the Ninja Turtles kill a Shredder in the first episode. In the first in, <laughs> well, I think they did. Well, in the original comics, they did. Yeah. That's why like Baxter Stockman came out and all yeah. that stuff. So it, yeah, people, Fusion, Gear, Fusion Gear came out with that new fucking yeah. rash guard. I got to get that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not that into Ninja Turtles. I wasn't when I was little, but I'm just like, no, nah, I'm still in I do stuff. like the Batman stuff. That's all I still want to do. I just want to do martial arts and eat pizza. Yeah. I just want to be a Ninja Turtle still. Don't talk about pizza. I'm on keto right now. No, I really want I'm, a pizza. I'm dieting for fighting. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I will have ramen tomorrow. That's my cheat. Yeah, I, I will do that. I'll probably when I because I'm just I do it as I said at the beginning like a reset. But I love yeah. pizza. I no, gotta be careful. Amazing, I gotta be careful. When, if we had actual jujitsu and everything was going normal and I could come here every Sunday and I could do all the stuff, yeah. I would train so much I wouldn't need to diet. Yeah, which is like, true. If you train enough, you yeah, burn the calories. I'd just anyway. be so busy and always doing stuff. Like I didn't actually, I haven't actually eaten today yet. Oh yeah, me neither. I threw vitamins in my mouth. I Coffee. swallowed BCA and I trained five rounds and I. Came came here yeah. so like if, if you have a busy enough life dieting isn't always like a necessary thing i believe yeah it's like well gary tonin's young but yeah, yeah. gary tonin diet man just yeah. do 10 rounds have a cheeseburger well yeah i mean you do have to make sure you get proper nutrition and yeah. cons- uh, personal considerations what what uh oh dude, you can have a, bi- your body. You can have a bison cheeseburger you yeah can have a good cheeseburger yeah, yeah. you don't need to go to wendy's you know it was not that like, wendy's is bad <laughs> i love pizza but i always regret it the next day but I'm not going to have a pizza every day yeah, yeah, because yeah. eating too much bread it, for me is... Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not, to teach myself to have like two slices of pizza. Yeah. Oh, that's never going to happen. I don't happen. need a pizza. Never going to happen. I try to teach myself that where I'm like, no, I want pizza. Yeah, cool. You have a couple slices. I usually limit my pizza intake to the days that my girlfriend goes out with her friends. Oh, yeah. And then I'm alone for the first, like, for whenever, like once a month. And then I'm like, I'm having a pizza. <laughs> nice, nice, well, it's also, I remember like talking to my one cousin about it, but I was like, you need to have like treats for yourself. Yeah. Man. You yeah. have to have discipline, but you have to like manage it. You have to be like, ma- I always say manage your happiness is what yeah. I've said to a friend because she was getting depressed and like, oh, I don't do this. Like, no, I have to manage your happiness. Yeah. Like when I watch a show, I watch one episode. I'll watch another one tomorrow. I definitely don't do that. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I, I saw that pattern with myself where I watch these shows. I'm like, oh, now I get depressed, like yeah. very minorly. But I'm like, I didn't need to do that. Yeah. I could have watched a, an episode every night, had a bit of a routine. And then when the next show I find comes up, I can splice it in or whatever. And I do that with pizza. Like I say, like I... Well, I want pizza. Okay, we'll have some pizza. Yeah. You can have some pizza. It's called moderation. Yeah, it is moderation. With that being said, you These can... These ancient thoughts. Well, it's like alcohol uh, outside of the native community. Um, I actually was really good at it, but now yeah. I'm finding that it's just uh, I'm getting too old to yeah. where it's messing with my fitness too much. Yeah, in that case, yeah. when you're athletic. What I mean is like you can have a drink a day. Yeah, and you, it's you totally fine. Night, it's yeah. totally fine. You can't get blitz drunk every day. In no, fact, you shouldn't even get blitz drunk every weekend. No, it's bad for you. Uh, it's really bad yeah. for you. But a drink every day, maybe even two, depending on your body type. Like a minor buzz is fine. Or if you want it. Like yeah. If you just really generally want it. Yeah. Having like, that conversation yeah. with Puritans, you're an alcoholic. And I'm like, 
Not really. And then you talk to alcoholics like, dude, you know what an alcoholic is? It's the guy who saves a little drop in the bottom of his bottle so that when he wakes up, he has just enough a sip to walk to the liquor store and get more. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's what I was told once. It's like I, I crazy. I grew up with alcoholics, yeah. and I still know alcoholics. So no one can, like, talk to me about yeah. what alcoholism is. Yeah. Like, what I would say alcoholism really is, in my opinion, I'm not, you know, I, I, but when you are willing to sacrifice other things in your life for yeah. alcohol. Yeah. So whether that be spending time with people, changing your life for something else, like the alcohol becomes so important, yeah. I couldn't possibly do something different. Yeah. I mean, that's addiction, and that's how you yes. know it's a problem. Is, yeah. is it affecting your family life? Is it affecting your work life? Is yeah. it, it's, and martial arts can be addicting to some people. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was yeah. talking. That's why you got to have those people who are sharks. He's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, I'm super dated. I always come. Yeah. Do you want to mess with that guy every day? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I tell people like, anything is an addiction and so like i have a problem with people like david goggins is like if you just do it you can do it it's like okay but and i know he addresses in his book but it's like if you want to do what he's doing he's basically fucked up every relationship he's ever had including his military ones a lot of people don't like him and including now he has decided i don't care this is my life but if you're going to be a role model like that you need to be really clear about listen you're going to destroy relationships no one's really a role model yeah no one there's not one person you could tell me it was like well you got to be more like him it's like oh really and i'll pick up something he did that was super fucked up and with david goggins he just that he made that choice that's his life but he is the like if you have a goal yeah attack that goal like yeah. he did goal settings yes yeah for sure but are you do you do your whole life like that no there's some issues with that yeah. at all there's a lot know? of issues he's an addicted he has an addictive personality like even like one of my idols Miyamoto Masashi yeah. he was a drunk That's, and he killed people yeah like yeah. he's, he's a drunk yeah. and he killed it's people it's actually like, funny I was watching yeah. a documentary on Miyamoto Masashi and the, it was actually an Australian guy who moved to Japan and is like kendo master in, in Japan now and, and and it's a Japanese documentary because the guy was speaking Japanese. Yeah. And it's like the way they're talking about Miyamoto Masashi is so pure. And I'm like, it's a history. They're still painting him as this perfect warrior. And it's he's like, dude, Robin he Hood. was an alcoholic. Yeah, he's the Robin Hood. Yeah, so <laughs> he like, was like a crazy yeah. man. Like, he was like, like, mm, talk too much about my hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, he was literally like a drunk who like had was all in the geishas. Yeah. And when he wasn't I mean, doing who that, isn't in a geisha? No, oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, well, see, this is the thing is the thing. I, I love the geishas. Cause if you're going to have prostitutes, yeah. at least like have the classy ones, super like some guys just talk to them. Yeah. They would do talk jobs because yeah. she'd find a way to just make you feel like you were awesome. So yeah. I appreciate that. In, in, in well, other than that, it was a forced, usually a forced, um, occupation on them yeah, yeah but uh but yeah he was all up in that and he killed people with swords like he's but was his ideas good yeah was his uh, approach in the way he that he found that was it something you can take yeah you can totally take yeah. that well that's why i always say the bushido code is like kind of, it's a modern creation by the emperor and it's, it's that's when we come back to that honor so it's like sense, yeah. it's uh, it's not how a lot of people were back then it really is life or death you don't play to some silly little code that's gonna get you killed half the time you were like oh, i'm gonna go over here now Thank you. Bye. And if you want to try to kill me, I'll fight you right back. <laughs> uh, but we're coming up on uh, a three hours and I'm going to have to teach virtual soon. Um, any parting words? I said, did we get everything? Did we talk about everything? Oh, we're we talked to about talk a lot about of stuff. Oh, and I, I have things I like to talk about, but then we goes wherever. But is there any parting words, thoughts, uh, things What's- you... If we, because we didn't really have any topic, I wouldn't say so because there's no way to end. Like, it's always treat yeah. like an essay, right? You got to yeah. leave with something. A real conversation, you know? Yeah, no, like I, I always. That's why I prefer just to shit yeah. the shit. Yeah. Um, no, just act a non verba. Yeah. Deeds, not words. Yeah. 
just do that because like that's really what it, everything we talked about it comes to that it's yeah. like don't just keyboard warrior don't yeah. just do talking don't talk about how you have an opinion yeah you just be like no just what do you do yeah. that's gonna always speak to more everything if you disagree with something then don't you don't need to talk about it yeah but what you vote how you choose how you live you know? sounds about right yeah. now uh social media do you have anything you want people to follow you oh just just at, I'm, I'm i'm on like instagram with that like Laylog legion not much going on but normally i do cool stuff where yeah. people will message me some of my older students will be like oh i what's this move again and yeah. I'll, I'll just show it and be like this is what it is but it's good reference point because i actually because i with living up north and being under bibi i couldn't see him all the time yeah, yeah. so i didn't have a lot of like instruction yeah so i did a lot of youtube stuff so i try YouTube. to i try to help people out with like okay go with this yeah or i'll they'll show me something and i'll show okay this is why it worked in that situation this is what you want to do for the other ones which is probably going to come up because one of the things i always bring up to everybody is that like someone could just be strong yeah or they could just be physical meaning like i could just stand up yeah so you want to always have a piece in you built for that yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, if you want to train with CJ, you can get him on Instagram. Leg oh, yeah, region. the privates. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so still allowed these days. One-on-ones right? are allowed. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thanks for coming on. It was good chat. And um, obviously, I'll see you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my language to see you again. <laughs> Shalom. You're listening to the Warriors Day. The Warriors Day. Brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Turning lambs into lions. <laughs>